getting told I don't care about the wrestlers because I like Chris Benoit. <laughs> just, 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 just tell you, Brian. I know we can't talk about it today, but we got to talk about about that on the pod because I don't understand how anybody who cares about this dude wants to do the risk, continue to risk his life. I don't get it. <coughs> can I just, if can I care just about interject dude, real quick and say that I don't care about him that much about any of them? No. Oh, well, thank you. Ooh, they're human beings. Ooh, no. Ooh, but my life. <laughs> but my brain damage. But my CTE. Get out there and do, get out there and do some diving headbutts and shut the hell up. <laughs> you get out shot, there. Pussy. You get out there. I don't care if you have an aneurysm after the match. You do your best, pal. Uh, Just be like uh, garbage. Hit my music. Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. You are now listening to the SMC Wrestling Podcast with your boys, the Smart, Caleb Baldwin, the Mark, Carl Irvin, and the Contrarian, Rance Morris. Believe in the pod. Welcome to the very first edition of the brand new SMC Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash. Uh, and we have this new hotness for you guys. We uh, decided to do this podcast thing, and uh, I think you're going to like it. Uh, before we get started, let me introduce the crew, who I'm with as always. Caleb, introduce yourself. Hi there, guys. I am Caleb Baldwin, now... The thing with this little podcast here, the SMC Wrestling Podcast, is there is an acronym to this. And it's not just three letters we threw together like a few jabronis. This is the SMC Podcast, as I had said. And the S, which represents me, no, it is not shitty. It is smart mark. Yes, to some people it might be shitty, but I am the smart mark of the group. And uh, I want to kick it to a good friend of mine and our resident, Mark, as it were, to say, sir. What's up, guys? Uh, This is Carl Urban. Uh, I am the resident Mark. However, I will say about this, there are three letters, and Rance will give you his in a minute. We kind of branded ourselves a little bit here, but sometimes they can be interchangeable. Sometimes you're going to be like, okay... Smart over here saying some shit that sounds more Markish. Mark saying some stuff that sounds different. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a little bit of that. Uh, but at the end of the day, as the great Funaki would say, this podcast Indeed. is number one. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, I guess that sets me up to explain why I'm the C. Uh, the C stands for many things Cuck. in my world. <laughs> but Well, not that part. But um, that's Carl. But, hey. uh, no. <laughs> In my situation, uh, I am I am known uh, with my online persona as a contrarian. It's not true, but it's kind of stuck with me this long. I figured why not have fun with it. Um, but as Carl alluded to, the beauty of our acronyms as we, as we've, that we've given ourselves is that in any given time, in any given conversation, one of us will be one of the three. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, before we get started, since this is our debut edition, it's a, I wanted to uh, kind of get the thank yous out of the way. 
so we can just give you this new hotness. But first and foremost, I want to give a huge thank you to Jeremy and Social Suplex. Thank you for having us. Thank you for uh, giving us the platform um, to give this to you guys. Along with that, I want to thank my boy Rich, thank my boy James, uh, our brother slash sister podcast, One Nation Radio. If it wasn't for you guys, we might not have a place to host this. Uh, so thank you guys for all your support. Thank you for all the love. I also need to give a shout out to Lords of Pain. Because if it wasn't for Lords of Pain, me and Carl and Caleb would not have met each other. Carl is currently a, a, a main page writer there. I pop in from time to time. I still write. Um, and with Lords of Pain, thank you, Chad. If it wasn't for Chad Matthews, the doc, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. He was the one that initially gave us the idea. So I want to throw these thank yous out there. Um, just to let you guys know, hey, we are aware of what you've done for us and how you've helped us get to this point, and we are extremely appreciative. So, uh, thank real, you guys. I wanna I wanna add to that real quick. I wouldn't even know you guys. The first time I met you guys was at our meetup in Dallas before WrestleMania, which was Absolutely. arranged by Chad. So yeah. I oh you know I I owe Chad and rich and jeremy and james i owe them a debt of gratitude and also a little bit of an unsung hero in the wrestling squared circle josh smith i believe he actually pitched the idea for us to be the little brother show to one nation radio so thank you josh smith we greatly appreciate that yeah and i just Um, one more thing i'm gonna throw in real quick because i know we got to get started um right i just i just wanted to say that caleb's absolutely right we never would have met each other because even though Caleb knows of Lords of Pain, he's not as frequently active, really, as me and Rance have been over the years. And the cool thing about his, uh, us all kind of meeting in this random way is we all kind of live in the general same area. We're centrally located. Uh, yeah. You know, Caleb lives in Oklahoma. Rance lives in Texas. I live in Arkansas. We're all able to kind of, you know, plan things like if we want to go to a wrestling show we're actually able to do it and get together as a group so it kind of works out it's kind of you know we had joked so we've done a lot of practice doing this but we had joked about being the red state podcast at one point just because of how <laughs> because of where we are you know we're all kind of yeah. centralized so pretty cool um but yeah i mean there's a lot of people that made this happen but hopefully you know we'll be able to give you guys some content that you can enjoy and uh you know, you guys will keep coming back and, and tell your friends. Before, before we start, uh, two more quick shout outs. I want to shout out to Mike Fergus uh, at Sir Mike Fergus. He is our logo master extraordinaire. Um, so, yeah, anything you see um, that any pictures or any logos you see from us, odds are he did it. And shout out to the official, not the official, but the uh, I guess you could call him our official first fan, uh, you know, our, our play family. Shout out to Rob Daniels. Uh, he's been with us from the very beginning. Uh, where I'm from, loyalty is big. So the fact that these guys are so loyal to us, I needed to uh, let you guys know uh, how appreciative we are. Yeah, that's Rob, that Rob has shit. been up our ass about getting this done, so let's do it. Yeah, yes. we've been too damn sappy. Yes. Now it's time we got to get to some business. We had a hell of a week this past week, guys. This has been um, SummerSlam weekend. If I'm not mistaken... This is the first non-WrestleMania weekend where they did all four in the same city. Used to be three, but now it's all four. We had TakeOver, we had SummerSlam, we had Raw and SmackDown all at the Barclays. So, um, 
this was a big week, man. A million things happened. Uh, title changes galore. Uh, we had some call-ups. We had some returns. So, uh, normally we would talk about, you know, the big issues of the week, but so much happened. We kind of got to run down the shows. So, uh, let's say we start with TakeOver. That's okay, gentlemen? That works for me, yeah. Yep, ready to go. So, uh, I'd I sincerely doubt Carl watched TakeOver, but he'll give us his insight anyway. You would be incorrect. I watched all of it. Oh, did yes, you? Yes, I did. Did you I not? Watched it all. Yes, Carl did, and he was being an asshole the whole time on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes I sense. was troll. I was That's playing Carl. the heel on Twitter. And shit on no, no, no. You say, you say you were playing the heel. You were just being an ass is what you're doing. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, I think TakeOver probably won the, won the weekend. Absolutely. Because the quality of that show. And normally, NXT normally, you know, shows they ass for the takeovers, especially the Barclays shows. Mm. But, man, like, this the quality of this show, man. Like, it's not – there was, not only was it not a bad match, there wasn't a mediocre match. Like, everything was really good to great. I mean, am I alone in that assessment? No, you're not. Um, but here's the thing, and I, I, just to be fair a little bit, to SummerSlam, mm-hmm. the weekend is built around SummerSlam, whether it's Absolutely. whether it's Takeover, yeah. you know, the night before you know, Raw, SmackDown, the nights after. So, so the weekend is built around this mega show. And when you talk about Takeover, you're talking about a two-hour show. Okay, SummerSlam runs with the pre-show. The pre-show alone is two hours, so SummerSlam runs mm-hmm. six hours. Okay, they have what was it? Thirteen mm-hmm. matches ended up being total between the pre-show and the main card. Yeah. Yes. Take, yeah, with the mid match with thirteen. Yeah, Takeover has five matches. Okay, and I'm not saying that you know, you know, the WWE's main roster put on five tremendous matches of the same caliber that NXT did. I'm not saying that. However, yeah, thirteen matches. People are going to get bogged down. It's you can't have winners with all thirteen, no matter what you do. Uh, so I think while Takeover in quality was absolutely better. It's a little bit not necessarily easier, but it's not it's skewed. It's skewed. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's hard, you know, because Takeover they get these five matches and they have to be great, you know, to to get that kind of quality, I guess. So I guess that's kind of well, that, you know, that's not true. See, I disagree with you there. I disagree with you at that point. To give some to give full context, they tape the NXT for the next week on the on the the hour before Takeover. So actually, it was eight matches taped that night to thirteen. First and foremost, but the difference between NXT and WWE right now, Raw SmackDown, is that the storylines in NXT are extremely coherent and simple as fuck. No, simple. Yeah, you're right. I, I was, I've thought about that before. I mean, it literally runs the same formula from show to yeah. from show to show. I mean, if you you look Absolutely. at like the way they do it, they bring a guy in, and he's going to be the guy essentially that's going to be your next main eventer. And he wins and wins Absolutely. and wins and wins until he wins the NXT title. The next guy comes. And then he drops yeah. it, and then he moves on. And then the next guy comes, and he does the same, same thing. It's, it's very formulaic, <laughs> simple. And I think that lends itself to making it a little bit easier for NXT to be, to be written Absolutely. and to have better quality in the matches. They, Absolutely. Can, they can worry more about the match than they have to worry about the story, if that makes sense. I mean, th- think about it. Uh, Bobby Roode is the NXT championship champion. And he had the the guy he has the most beef with wasn't on the card. Like he doesn't have the most beef with Drew McIntyre. Roddy he Strong. has the most beef with Roddy Strong. Yeah. And Roddy Strong wasn't on the card. 
so yeah, it's 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 a very simple it's a very simple formula. Um, and then also NXT, Caleb can speak to this since he's our smart. It's the cool thing. It's cool to kind of hate the establishment that is WWE. And me being a WWE homer, I can openly admit that everything they do ain't great, and they make mistakes all the time, and they could do things probably better in the eyes of a lot of us fans. So sure, I get that. But NXT is the cool thing. Um, you know, everybody goes. You know, uh, this isn't a secret now. It's been a week afterwards. But Adam Cole made his debut. Like everybody had a feeling that was gonna happen. You know, so it's kind of the cool indie thing. It's like WWE's version of the indies. Yeah, it is. Um, go ahead, Caleb. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, I actually saw this meme that kind of cracked me up by uh, Ryan Satin, and it said, uh, "Watch his Triple H watches PWG once, and it's pictures of him with Red Dragon, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, all of them, <laughs> just hilarious stuff." Yeah. But I gotta say, like like you guys had mentioned, NXT does follow a very simple method, and you know, I believe as it has been taught, and I understand, you know. WWE cannot it's more than likely it is just an impact for them to be able to um, follow the kiss method but the kiss method does work keep it simple stupid yeah it does and yeah. uh and it yeah. is proof that the kiss method works and uh guys I think we've done enough preamble about takeover let's talk about this first match here man we had Johnny Gargano versus CN uh, pardon me Andrade, Cien Almas, along with... Call him by his name, Caleb. Yes, of course. Call him by his name. No, no disrespect intended, Mr. Almas. Um, accompanied by Zelina Vega, the very lovely Zelina Vega. Uh, good for you, Austin Aries. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> was she, was she Guys, all, what was did she you always think of this match? Was she always this hot in TNA? I mean, I think she's always been pretty attractive, yeah. We'll have to ask. The, no, no, uh, she's always been. She, we would have. She's always been pretty. Yeah, well, we we'd have to ask the fan who watches TNA. Where they at? The fan, just the fan. That's it. No, nobody else. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it'll take us about three more podcasts to find that person. <laughs> but um, I would argue this was this might have been the best match of the night. Uh, yeah. I would agree. Yes, it's it's a good argument. You'd have Did an you argument. Did you groan at me? No, no, I'm not groaning. Oh, I'm just I'm about to say. I'm thinking about the card, and there's really only to me one other match you could argue. So that's that's probably, yeah, it's it's in the conversation, no doubt. I'm I'm curious what you think that other match is because I have an opinion, and I think it might differ from everyone else. Yeah. I don't know, or it could right, be the, yeah. the consensus. I'm not sure. Well, I do we'll want to say, I do want to say this match was. Excellent. And uh, Johnny Gargano yeah. has taken up that mantle, in my opinion, taken up that mantle of being like maybe NXT's new Sami Zayn. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to yeah. love that, of course. But uh, but this match was awesome. And I love the finish. I really did. Because Gargano had it won. And then mm -hmm. of all things, Tommaso Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa <laughs> was not even in the building. He was yeah. not even in the area, and he somehow basically still cost Johnny Gargano a match to take over. <laughs> yeah, he did. So, the, just, the ghost of Champa passed. Yes, the, the ghost of Champa passed. I love that. So, <laughs> I mean, I am excited for, you know, that Champa and Gargano feud to pick back up. I think that injury was a blessing yeah. in disguise, rather, you know, because obviously you don't want anyone to get hurt, but... 
that being said, whenever this feud does pick back up, I don't know when Ciampa is going to be ready, but whenever it does pick back up, I am very excited to see that first match these guys have. Or the second, rather, because well, they won the Cruiserweight Classic last year. Right. Man, six months is a long time. Six to nine months is a really long time to put a feud on ice. One that's that inherently personal. Um, but they're, they're two extremely talented and extremely creative people. So I'm sure they'll make a way, find a way to make it work fine. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I found it hilarious that a t-shirt threw him off enough to lose. But I think I've expressed to you guys, I am such an Andrade Cien Almas mark. Uh, as you guys know, in, in my foray to New Japan and these other uh, feds and, like, retaking them seriously, I've become a bit of an LIJ fan. So if you're an LIJ fan, then you got to appreciate LI and you got to appreciate Andrade. And I really, like, I think he's the most underrated worker in the NXT right now. Like, everything he does in that ring is amazing. And his character work is amazing. The problem is his English is still so bad. But now they got him a mouthpiece? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Andrade have a NXT title match with Drew soon. Like, I mean, I, I realize it's not going to be a feud, but, like, he really is about to take off. And what you said about Johnny? I mean, just imagine, just think about it. He was a... Your hottest act normally should probably open the show. That's not a, that's not a main eventer. And when he came out, that crowd lost their minds. He is so over. Like, he it's ridiculous how over he is, man. It's just, he just, they're just ready to print money with that dude. Just print it out. Exactly, yeah. He is like, if you want a blueprint for a baby face, for the longest time I thought it was Sami Zayn. If if this reaction is any indication of, you know, the the baby-faceness, that's not a word I made up. That's a word I made up. Of Johnny Gargano, yeah. this this is a blueprint of what a baby face should be. Because, my God, he's he's small, too, so it's easy to put sympathy on mm-hmm. him. And he just well, adds to it, man. Look, here's the deal. He's If they do it right, he's your Daniel Bryan. Fuck, I mean, no offense to Sammy. Cause, no, but yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, because Daniel is the small guy that can wrestle his ass off, that got over with barely, I mean, most of the shit he got over with was a yes chant, you know, and the fact that he's the yeah. underdog. And, and Johnny is a lot smaller than Sammy. Okay, Sammy's actually yeah. bigger than you might think. I mean, he's not huge, but he's a little bit, a little bit bigger. He's you know kind of I mean? tall, yeah. He's like six foot. Yeah, he's like six foot. Yeah, yeah. So, so with that, I mean, and here's the thing: you guys were talking about how they're gonna put a feud like that on ice with Gargano and Ciampa. They're doing it beautifully. I mean, just the idea, like you said, of the finish where you throw the shirt in the ring, the DIY shirt, but it's perfect. You know, it keeps. It's only been a couple months though, Carl. Well, I know that, but I mean. He's what else? If you probably what till January is what I'm assuming. Probably longer than that. He tore his ACL. Shit. Yeah, but I mean, he's been it's been torn for a while, if I recall. I mean, he's been a couple of. I mean, it was. When when did y'all go to when did y'all go to um, uh, the Money in the Bank? I was in June. So it was like it was around June. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. So right now it's been about two months so far. Some of the, it depends. You know, if Chomp is one of those freaks, he could be back in six six to nine. So you're talking about another six months. But there's ways to work around it, because especially with NXT, you know, they do the one-hour show, and they do – it's it's only on the network. I think they put it on Hulu as well the night yeah. – the day after. Tape it once a month. So you're not, like, 
force-fed NXT this long. You know what I mean? It's a little bit different. So I think they can manage it if they keep finding creative ways. They're going to have to get creative, of course. But I think it was a good start with what they did in this match. And you mentioned being uh, a mark of Andrade. And, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I, I was, you know, whatever about him up until Saturday. Uh, I knew he was talented. Oh. You know, I knew he was talented. But he hasn't, like, his matches have been good. But it hasn't, like, to me, like, sometimes you just need the right tango partner. I'm not saying he can't work with anybody, because he can. Sure, But, sure. like, Johnny sure. especially, it just seemed to click perfectly. The match was amazing, as, like, Caleb said, when you said, you know, this might have been the match of the night. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a bright future ahead for him. I don't watch a ton of NXT, so I don't see everything that goes on every week, you know? So there may have been matches I've missed of him, but when I've seen him on takeovers, the random NXT, I've always thought he was good, but I thought he actually took it to another level, which may be, you know, a testament to how great Gargano is. And maybe, you know, he, he decided to, you know, show out for this. It was a great match. I love the hell out of it. And if what you say about Andrade is true with the English barrier there, the language barrier, the mouthpiece is perfect, so hopefully just great things from both guys as we move forward here. And and for the record, I think the difference between Daniel Bryan and Johnny Gargano is Bryan's offense is realistically it realistically can take down somebody bigger. When you are a when you are a submission specialist and a grappling specialist and you kick with the fury that he does, realistically, you can take down somebody bigger. Johnny doesn't really do anything in his offense that you could say, oh, man, this could take somebody bigger down single-handedly. Right. In a tattoo situation, it works. But single-handedly, the lawn dart, you can't pick nobody up like that. You know what I mean? Like the like little slingshot spirit, cool, but not a lot of his offense is geared around cutting down the tree, so to speak. But, um, uh, yeah, that's that first. That's the first match, dog. Yeah. That's the first Let's match. Talk, hey, guys, you want to talk about this second match? Because I was actually greatly greatly surprised by this second match i had very low expectations i had very low of expectations because here's the thing one i don't watch nxt tv on a weekly basis i'm basically a takeover viewer um that being said i'm not a big fan of sanity although i do like eric young and killian dane so fuck maybe i am a big fan of sanity i don't know i'm about to say you don't <laughs> like one guy out of the four yeah i don't like alexander really? wolf but uh and he's my favorite. But, he's uh, my favorite. Oh, yeah, and he... no, Contrarian. I said, but, but, yes, he, he impressed me on Saturday, and really, everyone Wolfie did. Wolfie went to work. Everyone did. Yes. That being said, AOP, never really was a big fan of them either. Uh, I was very apathetic toward uh, their title win, although I did do, do some thumbs down. So if you go back and you watch NXT TakeOver San Antonio, you'll see me in the background doing a thumbs down. That's awesome. <laughs> well, because they beat your boys. So, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I like DIY. That's true. But that this ain't about them. They're not a team anymore. This is about the authors of pain and sanity. And my God, I believe they outkicked their coverage here. I love this match. I love the presentation. I feel like maybe they knew there were some limits there, especially with this being basically heel versus heel, to my understanding. And. Well, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that being said, and I loved the fake out tag spot where Killian Dane was, was awesome. Killian Dane was on the rope, and then Eric Young just jumps on there. God, I love that. 
And this match... It, it, it goes to the anarchist kind of feel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This match as a whole, like, was amazing in my opinion. The finish with uh, Occam or Razor, whichever one was on the outside, picking up Nikki Cross through the dive, and then Killian Dane doing the spear. And then you had your finish. I was shocked because I thought, too, like, man. surely, like, AOP, they're going to hold these titles for a while. Like, surely. And them losing into Sanity, I was kind of surprised. But you know what? That's not enough. Uh, also, what happened, and I'm going to let you guys talk. I know I've been... Yeah, don't, don't, don't get to that yet. Don't get to okay. that yet. Don't get to okay, that yet. yes. Yeah, don't get to All that right, yet. So, yeah, I love the match. I'm done talking for now. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Go ahead, Carl, because I got a whole bunch of love to throw at this match. Go ahead. Okay, so I... First of all... I'm not sure between the three of us who is the biggest fan of tag team wrestling, but I'm going to probably say I'm, I'm just going to toot my horn and say it's probably me because I love probably I love tag team wrestling. OK, so with that being said, AOP, Caleb, not a big fan. Then, you know, when they won the titles, whatever. I love the idea of a huge tag team that just seems unstoppable. You know, these two yeah. guys that are just monsters and people don't like it because they can't do all the fancy shit that a lot of people can do in the ring. That doesn't bother me as a fan. You know, I, I, I like if there's different styles when it comes to wrestling. So I'm cool with AOP. I like them a lot. They got Paul Ellering managing. I mean, they're awesome. I love them. Sanity. I could do. I don't hate the gimmick. These are the, it's, it's, it's cool for what it is. These, these gimmicks, these kind of weirdo gimmicks don't do a lot for me personally. It's just a personal preference. But Eric Young is extremely talented. Killing Dane, Alexander Wolf, I love him. Nikki Cross is the shit. I mean, the, the group, Amazing. the group itself works. Okay. I was pleasantly surprised that Eric Young ended up being the other tag team partner. Because normally, you know, it's Dane and Wolf. So in this instance, we thought we were gonna get two hosses versus two hosses, and they they threw us a curve. The match itself was entertaining as hell. You're talking about an AOP can do more as a big Haas tag team than they get a lot of credit for. You know, a lot of people mm -hmm. just see him as these big guys, but they do a lot of moves that work. They work. Yeah, they work. So they work. They put their work issues. Right. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm completely impressed with them. The guys from Sanity were great. The Nikki Cross spot. That girl has got huge balls. OK. And, and I don't mean that in yeah. a bad way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm all about all about it. Uh, the match was excellent. I don't, I wouldn't call it my match of the night. I wouldn't say it was as good as the match that came before it. Um, I don't know if amazing is the word I would use, but I would definitely say as a guy who doesn't watch a lot of NXT, I'm kind of like Caleb is with more of a takeover guy. You know what I mean? Um, thoroughly impressed. I've been impressed with AOP from the start sanity as well. You know, even though the gimmick itself isn't my necessarily my preference, but Regardless, match quality, these guys really put on a show. And I was surprised by the, by the end result, too, which I think was needed considering we all kind of thought certain things were going to happen. You know, NXT, this, this, this takeover was a little bit different. It felt like they threw some swerves at us this time. But normally they don't all wait. We kind of have an idea of what's going to happen. So I was definitely impressed with that. So go ahead, Rance. I know you wanted to jump in and get your thoughts in. So, unlike you two, I watch every single episode of NXT. I am a very diehard NXT viewer. Um, so, while I didn't expect Eric Young to fake out, if you had watched the, the week before, 
uh, Eric Young had been gone for whatever he was doing in real life. I think he had some shit to do and missed a taping or two, but he had been gone. And Wolf and uh, Killian Dane were kind of by themselves with Nikki. So uh, Eric Young came back, tied, I think it was Razor, uh, handcuffed him to the rail, and they double teamed everybody. And you know, normally in when you have a, a, a group of three, normally the, the tag team group, normally they, they take one guy and then the singles guy takes the other guy. Eric was tagging with Wolf most of the time. Which kind of made me think, okay, I'll see them tag together at some point. So it wasn't a shock to me. But I know I said Andrade and Johnny were the the best match of the night. But this by far, by far, was my favorite match of the night. Because of all of the aspects involved. Both teams played perfectly to their storyline. AOP are are these military-esque horses who just dominate. And Sanity is supposed to be this group of anarchists who who loves, you know, chaos. And this was extremely chaotic, extremely, uh, it was just a, a wild brawl. There was stuff everywhere, in and out, uh, in and out of the ring, uh, the Nikki Cross spot. Good Lord. But, <clears throat> excuse me, it was just amazing top to bottom. And to let you guys know why I love Alexander Wolf so much. I always tend to uh, gravitate to people who don't seem to get the uh, respect or love that they may need. And everybody thought that Wolf was just kind of an afterthought. But the thing that nobody wants to sit down and think about is what makes that group work from a, from a, from a wrestling standpoint is Wolf. Because Alexander Wolf is the insane part of sanity you know you he's manic he's just flailing around like that and he's the guy that allows a guy like killian dane or a cerebral guy like eric young to look better because somebody got there was one match they had a couple weeks ago on nxt you guys don't watch but um where alexander wolf i can't remember who they were fighting god i can't remember who it was but um oh hideo and uh and uh Cash's Ono, and Wolf was about to get the the uh, go to sleep, and he tagged in uh, Killian Dane, and Wolf willingly took the go to sleep to let Killian come in and destroy Hideo, and he's just laying in the corner laughing, half knocked out, because he knew that he knew that was gonna get the win. Like the little character work like that is why I think he's so important to the group. Absolutely fun match to watch. Um, AOP can work. I can't wait till people stop acting like they can't. I can't wait till people stop um, disrespecting their talent because of their size. Uh, they have yet to have a bad match. I dare you to go back and watch every match they've wrestled and tell me one match is bad. They have wrestled. In fact, some some would say the match of the year with uh versus DIY versus the revival. And yeah, both of those teams were great, but AOP played their part just as much as anybody. Well, that that's what happens uh, with matches, you know. They they take the big guy, yeah. the big guys who supposedly can't work and they shit on them and say they oh, were yeah. carried by they everybody else. Yeah. So it's bullshit, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. That's another story for another day. <clears throat> well, that um, that was Yeah, the... go ahead and talk about what happened after the match. Okay, yeah. well, first off, I want to talk about those dumbass helmets they wore. No, uh <laughs> 
<laughs> I wasn't a fan of those, but I don't want to spend too much time on them. Part uh, of the gimmick. I, I thought they looked kind of silly, but you know that's whatever. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, we're, I'm not we're, we're gonna start debating what people wear. To I'm the not. Ring okay. I'm not hung up on that. I just wanted to, you know, kind of get get some pot shots in there. But uh, they look. It, those helmets look better than Sami Zayn's stupid ooh, little trucker yeah, hat. Yeah, well, it's a flat hat, and yeah, the flat hat looks completely stupid. I'm not gonna deny that. That being okay. said, this isn't about Sami Zayn. This is about the fact that <laughs> Sanity wins this match. They start to celebrate, and then all of a sudden, we see two vanilla midgets named Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly come in and just wow. beat the shit out of Sanity. And they got some licks in on AOP as well, and they stood tall, yeah. and they left the ring. And this was uh, something to behold, and it was a yeah. precursor to something that would happen later. And I am foreshadowing. Very, yes, I am very excited. To see First where of all, this goes. Caleb, you said they stood tall. You've seen them, right? He called him. He called him vanilla midget. Okay, so, make sure. To his credit, they stood, they stood. Hey, pardon me. Pardon me. Let me rephrase that. They stood tall-ish. Yeah, they stood as tall as they, they, they could. They stood above. They stood as tall as they could. They stood above. There you go. There you go. Uh, that's perfect. Uh, this was kind of okay. So. Just full disclosure, for everybody that's hearing this for the first time, Carl is not a huge follower of everything else. Um, I try, okay? I really do try, and I'll go to shows if I have the opportunity. I am mostly just a WWE guy because, really, that's all I have a lot most a time for, to be honest with you. So if I'm going to use my time to watch something, I'm going to watch the best production value. Those are the things I'm interested in. So when these guys showed up, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I just thought, oh, cool, more new guys. And now it connected later in the evening and kind of following and talking to people that knew a little bit more about what was going on. So I don't have a ton of insight on this. So I'm just going to kick it over to Rance. Uh, so I am similar to Carl in that I've never been a big uh, viewer of anything other than WWE, any, anything other than a major national promotion uh however i ha- i do keep up with everything else i'll you know i'll watch a match here or there or i'll read some results or i'll get opinions from people that do watch it so i never really watched a lot of red dragons matches but i know who they are and i have seen some of them their matches individually i was worried the way they debuted they debuted um two tapings apart from each other first taping uh Cal O'Reilly debuted and wrestled alistair black the next taping, Bobby Fish came and uh, wrestled Alistair Black. I was scared they were going to try to make them singles guys, which, to their credit, they're really good singles guys. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly was the ring winner champ in January. Um, but uh, they're so good as a tag team. You know, and NXT, we know they need tag teams, credible ones at least. Um, but, yeah, man, they they just looked like a million bucks. I mean... Their finishers, the the chasing the dragon, uh, suplexed with the super kick, and the they use a total elimination, which is the greatest tag team finisher of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, they 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 did their thing, man. They made it look really good, and they set it up as you will, as Caleb set up perfectly for the fo- foreshadowing later on in the night. And uh, real quick, I do want to say when we reveal this to the people that already know about it, whatever. Um, I have a name for the faction, and I want to let people know about it later. I sense a joke oh, coming. That's, it, it'll, that's what we call the business of tease. It's going to come in about an hour and a half or 
Lord knows how long, but whatever. Or no, not an hour and a half. <laughs> Shortly. <laughs> the way we're talking about these matches. <laughs> Shortly. Uh, hey, guys, that's that's that second match on the card. And uh, two is always followed by three. And in this case, the third match on the card was, as Rance had alluded to, basically a pride kickboxing fight in a wrestling Absolutely. ring. Between yes. Aleister Black and Hideo Itami. And I was impressed by this. I really was. Uh, I've been impressed by Aleister Black uh, throughout his whole tenure in the WWE so far. Hideo Itami has been kind of underwhelming to me. But that being said, this match a- as a whole took... Pardon me. I was very impressed by this. This was not my other you know, contender for match of the night. I'll get to that later. But it was very good. I'm glad Aleister Black won. I believe he will be NXT champion by January. I think he will win it in Philadelphia at the TakeOver show. But you know what? That's neither here nor there. Really good match. And I'm going to let you guys talk about it. Yeah. uh, Um, Durant, do you want to go or does it matter to you? Uh, it doesn't matter, man. It's up to you. Okay, well, I'll just I'll just jump in because this was the one match of the of the five that while I enjoyed it, I would say when you rank them all, and this isn't even to say it was the worst. I just didn't have as much interest because it was between that and the main event, you know, and the main event had the title on the line. So so this match for me was you know just see if it's good, and of course it was because the two guys working are quality. Um, but I was just thinking about this and we can talk about it, you know, and I don't know if you guys want to jump into this. I know it could probably be a debate. One thing that helped this match, I think is the fact that Alistair's nose was bleeding pretty damn fast right into the match. Uh, so it showed, it showed the brutality, it showed the brutality, you know what I mean? But I got to thinking about this and, and some other people have brought this to my attention. People talk about how, you know, the WWE cares so much about the concussions and all this stuff. And they've tried to make a more conscious effort. And then they send these two guys out there to kick the living fuck out of each other in a match, which is essentially what they did the entire match. And don't get me wrong. It was awesome, but that's what they did. And it feels like, and I'm not, I'm just curious what your thoughts are. Cause I'm not necessarily saying that I agree with it. Cause I mean, there's a lot of this stuff has worked, you know, but I mean, at the same time, it just feels like, we're giving off weird vibes with how we, what we think well, is safe and what we think isn't. You know what I mean? No, it, I I got I, I got to disagree with you there for this one reason. We're talking about the match, but this is this isn't a WWE problem. New Japan has started this. This is this this was a strong style match. This this is a Japanese style match. This is par for the course in Japan. So when if you think about it, everybody who NXT is signing recently. Has has gotten famous from the Indies or Japan. Hideo was Mr. Japan. Alistair Black, Tommy In did numerous tours in Japan. You know what I mean? So this is what this is this is a style. But uh, Kenny Omega eloquently says because uh, you know I got a problem with strong style in general just because I think it's and it 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 takes away from the takes away from the from the I think the work nature of pro wrestling, because the part the thing about pro wrestling was is, is it's not supposed to be real. And this makes it look tremendously real. 
Um, and then, you know, you got guys like Shibata, guys like Tamako Hama, or Tamasa, whatever his name is, Hanma, who have had life-threatening injuries this year, wrestling strong-style matches. But Kenny Omega said, man, when you when you know how to do it and you do it right, it's, in some, in some situations, safer. So, as long as that match doesn't become every match on the card, it's all right. And those two guys have been doing this long enough to know how to be safe. Right. I was just thinking, like, you know, like we said, you know, Alistair gets his nose cracked instantly. So is he having a random nosebleed or did he actually catch a shot? You know, so, I mean, we're, talk- yeah, we're talking I mean, about safety. Could... I mean, we still have to consider that, even though it wasn't like a kick to the, to the temple. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, what what if it took a flapjack and he landed wrong right and his nose busted? Sure. It's the same deal. But it's just something to think about, you know, because I think we're talking about safety. You know, a lot of these guys, obviously, I mean, they know what they're doing. You know, they know what they're getting themselves into, which is why I'm kind of I've always been a little bit on the fence about just about band of moves in particular. You know, that's just me. And we can always talk about that another time. But just my thoughts, you know, in, in terms of that goes the match itself. You know, I, I talk a lot of shit about a certain wrestler and I'm sure we'll get to him about some of the moves he does on the wrestling ring or lack thereof. And this ha. was this was kind of that. However, it was it called for it. You know, so I was I was fine with it. I thought the match was just fine. I enjoyed it. Wasn't my match of the night or anything, but you know, it was good. And Black, the right guy, won. Atami has proven to be kind of unreliable. He's got that. He's a little bit injury prone, and maybe he's just unlucky. But Alistair seems to be that guy that the slow build to where he's going to be at the top yeah. at some point. So worked out good. Worked out good. Like you said, Carl, uh, when you were explaining the formulaic, formulaic version of NXT, uh, you have a guy come in, built, gets built up, wrestles for the championship, wins it. He's the guy. Another guy comes in. Well, Drew just got to the title uh, picture, and Alistair Black is just coming along, just chugging along, and is gaining so much steam. And every match, he has to show more and more and more. Every match, he's... He's stretching more and more and more his personality, his character. And then you know a company, let me not say a company, you know WWE cares about you as a character when they give you a live band to perform your to perform your entrance. And Homeboy had the star treatment, came out, Cold Orange and the lead singer from Incendiary. Like, he, everything about the dude is a star. Like, he's going to be one of the guys who, if if he's not main event WrestleMania, he's gonna be on the poster. Like he is trending that way. Um, and man, when he hits that black mass spin kick, Jesus Christ! Yeah. When he hits it right, it 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 it's like my favorite MMA fighter of all time is Mirko Krokop because he's a kickboxer. I always find that uh, discipline uh, extremely fascinating. So man, I love dude. I I mean, this was this was probably the weakest match of the night, but it was like three and a half stars. So that's not saying it's weak. It's just saying it wasn't the best. Um, and you know, Matt Hideo is a good Hideo is a good Hideo for uh for wrestling purposes. But yeah, every I I, I enjoyed it. Um, the brutality of it. I hate I, I hate this notion that we think blood makes a match better, but I can't sit here and be ignorant and not say that it didn't make it feel more real and it did. Yeah. Well, they needed that one for this, especially I think it was lucky, you know, that the nose 
starts bleeding. It just felt like, man, the kind of got lucky there. You know what I mean? And it really, if you're trying to ex- yeah, express but it, the brutality of a match, that would they just kind of got lucky. But it didn't need it. It didn't need it because I mean, the NXT crowd is probably the most knowledgeable crowd WWE show has. Right? It's extremely knowledgeable. They they're indie fans. You see the Bullet Club shirts. You they 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 know, especially a Brooklyn NXT crowd. Right. Everybody knows all of Hideo's backstory and his 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 uh history, and I'm sure that crowd knows all of Alistair Black's backstory and history. The crowd knew it was brutal. You don't need to bleed. I mean, just just listen to the kicks. Like they weren't even slapping their thighs. They were just kicking that hard. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, quite the match there and quite the little rant there about blood. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that being said, you know, I don't, I don't really care about the whole blood spot. Like for me, like a match won't be hurt by blood necessarily, and it won't necessarily be enhanced, you know, but in this case it was like, you're not going to hurt. I'm what I'm saying is you're not going to hurt my feelings. If, Match, that's whatever um again i thought this match was good uh, like y'all had said maybe the weakest on the card but still good you know just because you're the worst among a, a crowd of greatness doesn't mean you're bad um Correct. and that being said speaking of greatness are the card and probably my other contender for match of the night was oscar defending her NXT Women's Championship against Ember Moon. First of all, I want to say thank you to both Asuka and Ember Moon. This match was amazing. I This is another night, another match uh, where the outcome very much surprised me. And honestly, for the five matches, I was very surprised by the outcome. The only one that really didn't surprise me was that Aleister Black won. Now, that being said... Um, Yes, uh, Ember Moon, she did hit the eclipse in this one, right? Pardon me, it's been six days since I've seen the show. I believe that she did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, okay, now I remember it. And uh, Asuka still kicking out, holy crap, pardon me. <laughs> wow. And Asuka, ta- or Ember Moon tapping out to Asuka, I was... Man, I was a little let down because I was really hoping Ember Moon was going to win. Um, but hey, you know, still a great match. And as I said, my second favorite match of the show. Yeah. Well, considering what happened to Asuka, whether it's a work or shoot, and I'm pretty sure it's a shoot, um, afterwards, or even during the match, apparently, if it's to be believed, it had to have been, I guess. Um, it is almost a shame that Ember didn't win. However, I have been pushing in my own mind, and you know, if I could speak to Vince McMahon or Triple H or whoever, I would I would be pushing this to not have Oscar lose. Period, uh, unless it which is, was to someone like Kyrie Sane, who's coming up pretty soon, I would imagine. Um, this was to me the match of the night. You said second. You said you had another contender, and we talked earlier about the opener. It's very arguable. You know, this match, man, they just know how to do the women's matches in the NXT, don't they? Like, we've got to give credit where it's due here. WWE tries, and sometimes they they hit really well. And then sometimes we just lose interest. But with NXT, 
it seems like they always get it right with the women. And I'm so happy we for We give them it. a chance to get it right. That's true. We give them a chance to get it right. The, the, there's the old contrarian in there, making sure I, I get poked with his points. But that's, No, you no, nothing you said is wrong. I'm just saying it's important to, to, to say. Right. We give them a chance. Right. So here's the deal. Asuka is, to me, she's the best women's performer, period. In wrestling, I, I don't care. You can throw anybody out you want out there. Give me her, just because everything she does feels real, and she's the kind of person that, in a way, she's like she's that tweener character. Like we love the shit out of Oscar. However, she has proven that sometimes she needs to do a little something to get the win. You know what I mean? And I think that's what makes her great. This match. Ember, I've said before, she is so talented. And and Rance, I know you really like her. She comes from ROW. That's your you know your home your yep. home city there. Um, She's family, yeah. Yeah. So and don't get me wrong, okay. And I want to preface this now. Ember is is awesome. I love watching her work in the ring. I'm just not a huge fan of the gimmick. I think it needs to be tweaked. I don't think it fits her that well. Even I mean, it does fit her because she is kind of a nerd. If you if you follow her on Twitter yeah. and stuff like that, I just think she may, she kind of plays it weird you know and that's okay but she's and as far as in the ring goes awesome this match to me was everything like i i was watching something else while watching took over because i'm not the biggest nxt guy but i'm sitting there eyes glued to that match could not keep my eyes off of it because i kept thinking ember surely right it's it's oscar's time to go on up and be done with this and they surprised me again you know like i said this was the takeover full of surprises you usually don't get a lot of that and um, I got to say, I mean, I'm just I was so impressed with the match. Someone kicked out of the eclipse, which was crazy. Um, I loved it. I mean, I think that Ember is just only going to get better and she's going to get that women's title eventually anyway. And Asuka, you know, we'll talk about that later. So that's all I'm going to say about it. Go ahead, Rance. So, so you said something I disagree with. Um, you said that Asuka uh she kind of switches her alignment based on the person no she doesn't the only person oscar has ever cheated for has ever ever had to make anything have to use any extra help for was ember and i think that that it was kind of um it's kind of similar to the neville Sami Zayn feud if you will because neville could beat everybody but when it came to sammy he felt like he had to keep using the shortcuts because i want to keep my title it it goes to show that oscar respects ember more than anybody else because she knows they're basically on the same level even though oscar's better you know and i'm an ember fan um but and the match kind of showed that uh both of their matches kind of showed that they are damn near equals right um but jesus christ man oscar we ain't seen a have we ever seen a a, a talent like her have we ever seen a woman's talent who could legitimately be the best worker in the company not just the best worker in the division like like her and aj are close man like she is amazing i agree yeah i don't think i think you could stick her on the main roster right now and, you know and she's just <laughs> to me she's a women's champion immediately in my opinion i mean i don't even think you need to put any build behind her at all i really don't absolutely and i think you could just shoot her straight to the top and she's going to be accepted instantly, yeah. just like AJ was. He came in, and he was pretty much – it took him a few months to win the title. But he came in essentially, and we knew 
You know, this guy yeah. is, he is the guy. I think you could do that. And like, you could give Oscar the Finn Balor push tomorrow and it's going to be fine. You know what I mean? It's deserved. Absolutely. It'll be deserved more than Finn. Absolutely. More than Finn, it'll be deserved because they have set her up perfectly. It, the, so they've almost put themselves in a Goldberg situation in that she has to lose eventually, no doubt. But when she loses, if it's not if it's not the perfect situation, it's going to be a waste of two years, three years, however long it's been, because she has been built so flaw. Like we shit on WWE so much, dog. But like these people, they are building people. They're making mistakes. But like look at Braun in the main roster and Oscar on NXT. She has been built perfectly. Yeah, perfectly. So basically, what you're saying is, here in about six months or so, we should expect Scott Hall to hit her with the taser. Uh, no. It, well, if so, she's gonna fight uh Billy Kay, and Peyton's gonna hit her with the taser. Yes. And Billy Kay's gonna win. I'm down. I'll mark out. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, she she definitely. Um, do you guys want to? We'll, we'll mention that later on. We'll mention that later on. Yeah. About the the Oscar news of the week, but um. Yeah, uh, I don't know if her injury is a work or a shoot. I'm not sure, but if it, if it's real and the injury isn't any, it's it's major news, but it doesn't affect the other news. She uh, she uh, apparently broke her collarbone, her clavicle. Right. If she wrestled any part of that match with the broken collarbone, like then I'm gonna cut my balls off and give them to her. <laughs> because like. Well, if you if you, you know don't, she's gonna take him anyway. If she wants, yes, <laughs> you, you're right. You're right about that. Yeah, I'm with you. I, like I said, I don't know if it's work or shoot. I kind of lean towards shoot for reasons we can talk about later. But, I, but we should, you know. Me, but before we move on, me personally, ahead, I do want to say, I think it's somewhere in between. I think there's a real injury in there. I think it's maybe not as serious as we are being told. Like the Braun Strowman I believe injury. There is an injury in there. Yeah. Would you would you say kind of like yeah. the Braun Strowman thing where it was oh he's gonna be out for eight months but really he comes back like six weeks later? Yes, yeah. Okay, cool. But before we move on, because of how great this match was, I'm curious what what would you guys rate it if you had to do a star rating? Uh, Caleb, go ahead. If I could give this a star rating, I would say I'd say four and three fourths. Wow. Good Lord. Wow. wow. Okay. So if this was in Tokyo Dome, no doubt, six six and a quarter. It'd be seven and a half stars. <laughs> but seven and a quarter. Here, here's the deal. I don't really like star ratings, so I'm just going to uh, – Just give it a letter match. grade. Yeah, it was an it was an, a solid – it was an A. It was the best match of the night, um, in my opinion. I, I thought it was excellent. I wouldn't go as far to say it was a five-star match. That's, that's really hard. But four and three-fourths, yeah. four and a quarter, That's it's not that far off. You know, four and a half. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I say, I say four and a half, but yeah, I'm right there with you. Four and three quarters, though. Four and three quarters is see the reason I don't like the six and a half six star thing is because when you when you set a, a when you set a ranking system, you you're, you're setting the highest point to be the highest anybody could ever get. So when you're talking about four and the three quarter stars, you're talking about one of the greatest matches of all time. Yeah. And it was good. It was really good. Might be match of the year, but it's not one of the greatest matches of all time. It's not even bordering that territory. I would agree. Just because NXT doesn't, 
it's hard to say any NXT takeover match in general is going to be the greatest of all time. Just because of that. No, it's not. That, well, I'm not. Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate is one of the greatest matches I've ever seen in my life. What's that? Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate is one of the okay. greatest matches well, I've ever I, seen in my life. In my opinion, life. like, with story, I have to, when I rank, I have to have story too. So, like, that match, the thing about Asuka and, and Ember is it does have the story. And it's very hard sometimes yeah. with NXT because the stories are so simple that the matches are amazing, but I won't always just put it to the five-star edge because of the fact that the story can sometimes like, if that makes sense, and I'm, that's just me personally. Like I said, this is why I don't like star rankings because it's very arbitrary. You know, it's based on, you know, what we think is this. It doesn't necessarily make any of First a fact. preference, yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. So, All right, Caleb, wow. Mike. Yeah, go ahead. Four matches down. What a show this was, too, like we had said. And it was capped off with, uh, for me, probably the probably my second least favorite of the night. But the main event of the glorious one, Bobby Roode, defending his NXT championship against one Drew McIntyre uh, from the hype package. I love this. Um, the execution was... Eh, pretty good, you know? So, <laughs> the, I mean, yeah, pretty good match there. Uh, again, probably my second least favorite, but, you know, still pretty good. I'm rambling, but I like the end result, and I like what happened after as well. Yeah. Although I, can... do, I do want to say, I wish Drew still used the uh, fu- uh, Future Shock DDT. I know that Ambrose has that now, but still. He used it. He used it in the oh, match. Oh, he did. He, just, he did, but it's not his finish. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say this about the match. Um, so this match, in my opinion, in terms of work rate, was the worst of the night. That's not saying it was bad. Just when you got a card this with this that's this stacked and this good, uh, it's the worst. However, I would still rank it above the Hideo Alistair match if that makes sense, simply because the title was on the line. Okay. So there was a lot more behind it. Uh, the Hideo Black feud was more of a blood feud in some ways. So this, the title was on the line. I will say this till I'm blue in the face, okay? And you guys, I'm going to catch some heat maybe. I don't really give a shit, all right? Bobby Roode goes from glorious one with the entrance to sleepy one. Don't do it, Carl. I'm going to do don't it. Don't do it, Carl. Bob, no. Bobby Roode in Oh, is, my God. Like, he, he plays the gimmick perfect. You know, the glorious entrance is amazing. But we're so blinded that we forget that Bobby, he's, he's good, but he is not. The word glorious is not a word I would actually use to define Bobby Roode when, it come, when the bell rings. No. I, oh, Carl, no. No, Carl, no, 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 yo, no, 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 no. I, oh man, I want to argue this so no. bad. No, I don't actually. No, Caleb. Bobby Roode no, Caleb. is only good in the ring. He's not bad, oh, but I'm going to say this right now. If he did not have glorious domination as his theme, he would probably be like an opener in NXT okay. right now. Hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. Um, if anybody's listened to this, I'm taking... Uh, I'm taking auditions for a new podcast host. <laughs> uh, anybody hit me up. Look, here's the thing, Rance. Everybody's probably going to agree with you, but they're going to – I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you right now. Take away that fucking entrance. Bobby Roode has been like the benefactor 
of some of the best, almost, and even in TNA, almost. Some, and we rarely say this about TNA. Bobby Roode has been the benefactor of some really great stories, okay? His wrestling, and we, I'm, I'm telling you right now, his wrestling is good. Caleb said it. I'm not saying he's bad, okay? And he's going to do just fine in, in, on SmackDown, whatever. He's going to do just fine on the main roster. However, damn it, Bobby Roode doesn't blow me away when I watch his matches, okay? And that's just the way I feel about it. I, thought, I think Drew McIntyre is head and shoulders a better performer than he is in the ring, okay? The entrances, whatever. You can go however you want to do, showmanship, whatever. And they all play a factor. But when we're just talking about, you know, ring work in general, Bobby Roode is good enough. He is not great. Okay? And that's just my... If y'all, if y'all could see my face right now, dog. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. If y'all could just see my face right now, bro. Oh, my Jesus. Anyways, I'm glad I'm all glad right. the title is off of him. Uh, I, I, Drew Mack is... I'm perfect with Drew Mack. It works out fine. Uh, Bobby Roode was ready. He Really, Bobby Roode could have foregone NXT in general, you know, just because of the experience and, you know, all that jazz. So, I'm cool with all that stuff. As far as the match goes, like I said... Nah, whatever about the match. The results fine. The end, you know, post match was great. All that stuff. We'll talk about that. But go ahead, Rance. Get your shots in. Oh my God. Okay. I kind of need to reset myself here because I'm just astounded that I, this is what I expect this from Caleb. I expect this from him, not from you, for a myriad of reasons. But the two most pertinent reasons are number one. You and I are probably two of the biggest gender supporters in the in the world right now, and our and our we all know gender's not the best in ring guy. But our reasoning is our excuse for him is he wrestles the perfect style for the type of matches he wrestles. Right? Am I wrong? Yes. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Secondly, secondly, this what you guys just said goes into why. Part of my reputation is as a quote-unquote fan hater. Because if he was a face, then he would do different things. He is a heel. He's not supposed to be liked. He's not supposed to do cool moves. Yeah, but how's that working out right now in NXT? Is he liked or is he disliked? He, I think, I think, no, 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 no. I think... That, that's a hard question to answer because people love his music so much, but he gets booed. Well, I don't know, man, because when we went to watch him in TakeOver... You don't watch the shows. I do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold Look, on what, now. What he... Hold on. Okay, time out. When we went to TakeOver, when that match started, when the bell rang, it was a mixed that, match. pay-per-view. Right, but it's... I mean, you're saying he gets booed, but I mean... Yeah. Come on now. Like, we're sitting here watching a match for the title between him and Shinsuke Nakamura okay. in January, and there are dueling chants going on. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Remember, and guys, I want to say this: my whole section was divided for that match. Like it was like. No, you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, you're. I'm not saying you're wrong, but what what I'm saying is, have some context. He was at his hottest moment. He had just debuted, what, a few months before that? Sure. He was at his absolute hottest. Now he's been established. He's um, he's not only is he established, but he's openly. Uh, kind of built his character on how he's better than everybody. 
I mean, like if you watch the NXT shows, how he's treated Roddy Strong these past month or so. Right. The things he's done, like he gets booed. Right. It's just people love his music. People love him. He's the that's, first that's the problem, though, isn't it? I mean, like this is an NXT crowd, right? We talk all the time about how NXT crowds are the smart fans, you know. So if you're playing him as a heel on the NXT crowd and he's still getting, even if it's 75-25, you know he's not getting booed out of the building. This isn't Roman Reigns shit. No. You know what I mean? No. So the majority of fans, Nobody I still, gets the right, but the majority of fans, in my opinion, on the NXT shows are on, you know, they like Rude. You know, he's the cool, well, he's the hell, cool heel. He just, he just debuted on the main roster as a face. I know we weren't going to get there, right, but right. Carl brought it up already. Right. So I don't understand your point. Well, my point is, I mean, you're making it seem like he should only wrestle these heel-style matches, and that's fine. But the reality of the matter is you can call him a heel in kayfabe, I guess, but the crowd doesn't react to him as just a heel. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but but in this, but in this, but if that was the case, then Roman would change the way he works. Right? Well, I don't think so. I just don't think Bobby Roode in terms of – I think Roman, because he is – the big strong guy, his style is going to be power, whether face or heel. Anyway, that's how he's always kind of sure, been. sure. But but his but his move his move set is popish, if you will. That's not a real word, but it's flashy. Right, right, right. Right. I got you. That's that's built to being a. I'm face. with you. If I he, just don't. If if we're gonna, if, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. No, you're fine. I was just gonna say I don't know that the comparison to gender works as well because gender. I would say Bobby Roode can wrestle a lot better than gender can. Like you said, you said even sure. you said that. So gender needs help to win matches. Bobby has not always necessarily needed help. He's been able to do most of it on his own. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about the help style. I'm talking about the slow grading style. Well, I mean, Bobby's kind of always been that way. I mean, even like, I mean, if you watch. Exactly. But I mean, that's, he, he's playing a face on SmackDown. You know, we got to, the thing that kind of sucks about this argument is hard to make it because he moved to SmackDown and he's a completely different you know, you know, his alignment is different now, so it's a little bit different. And, and he wrestled different. He wrestled completely different too. He does a, a, a little bit. You know, it's not like it's not he's a full, kind of full three sixty or one eighty, rather. You know, he's had one match. He's still gonna have his core moves, right? But it's a different feel. But what I'm saying is, I just don't think in the. I mean, all the I've said this before. All these guys can wrestle. You know, we know this. This isn't a new thing. But what I'm saying is, Bobby in terms of entertainment value in his matches, even face or heel. And all the times I've seen him, I've watched him in TNA when TNA was half decent. <laughs> he, he doesn't blow me away. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's not capable, but he's not worthy. Anything like that. Okay. So let's just not get it twisted. I don't want to get my words twisted. I, I get that. You know, I, I get I'll that. Just, but, but, but what I, what I feel like, what I feel is that, and this is an issue that me and Caleb have personally all the time. Personally. Yeah. Yes. I feel like we are, not we, I feel like you guys are confusing his alignment with his talent. And I don't like Bobby because Bobby doesn't entertain me or Bobby does. Well, that's what his job is to do. If Shinsuke's job was to go out there and do what Bobby does, Shinsuke wouldn't be loved like he is. Right. I, but see. That's the job. Right. I, I understand what I understand your point. And we're, we're getting whew, we're getting into this deep. However, that's the great thing about this podcast, folks. I don't I don't understand the reasoning. So let's not let's not get that twisted. I've been watching a, a long time too. I understand the reasoning. What I'm saying is Bobby and him just himself, it doesn't matter the alignment. 
just has never necessarily really been. I watch his matches and I don't just get hyped for his matches. If that makes sense. I guess, man. You know what I'm saying? That's fine. Guess, it's different man. strokes for different folks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's all it is. I'm not saying you're. Yeah, but you just start off that way. You start off by saying, well, Bobby, he may be glorious in his entrance, but he's far from glory. He is. Like, he's you made it seem like Bobby's like ring, garbage. He hasn't proven to me otherwise that he's anything other than, you know, pretty good. He's all right. You know, I'm and not... and sticking with that one statement, of course he hasn't because he hasn't supposed he wasn't supposed to. But I'm not. He wasn't supposed right. to make you like him. But I just went back and said I've seen him in other promotions when he was face and whether he was heel. He okay. wasn't always a heel okay. in TNA. Right? He was a heel most of his time. He was, but when he was in beer money, they weren't always a heel team, you know, before they broke up or whatever. So I've seen him. I, I mean, I'm not like uneducated on Bobby Roode, you know, and that doesn't, I'm not trying to take away from the guy. There's lots of guys who wrestle like he does that I like, and I like Bobby. I just don't love his matches. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Well, go ahead, Caleb, man. I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm blown away. <laughs> well, yeah, we've got our, we've got our shots in on the whole Bobby Roode thing and, Guys, let's move past it. Bobby Roode's not even our champion anymore. Drew McIntyre oh. is our champion now, and he starts. And to... you're gonna start hating him now. Watch, yeah. y'all gonna start hating him because he's got <laughs> and motherfucking and, fan. And man. he starts to celebrate, and his celebration kind of gets cut short a little when uh, Red Dragon comes out. And um, wow, you know that's crazy. What's Red Dragon doing out here? And then all of a sudden, there's this guy in a suit. Named Adam Cole that comes out Bebe. here. Yes, Mr. Cole Bebe comes out here. And my God, that place just exploded. And did they love that super kick? They loved it, man. And uh, the name for this team that I had teased you with, I am delivering now. They Uh-oh. are Adam Cole and the Bebe's. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw you tweet that earlier. Yeah, I'm down. But but I, I got a question for both of y'all. How long till we start hating Adam Cole? Because Adam Cole is a heel and starts doing this. How long till then? You sound a little butthurt. <laughs> you do, pal. And here's the thing. No, because we I mean, I'm, I'm, like, I'm sick of this notion. We were Okay, here's the thing. We weren't even like, oh, Bobby Roode sucks and this, that, and the other, and he shouldn't wrestle. We said he was good. Yeah. No, 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 no. You said he was good. Oh, okay. Listen back to the way Carl started the statement. When when this comes out, listen to the way Carl, Carl started. Okay. He changed it. He changed as he talked. But when he started, he was starting. To, he was coming off like Bobby Roode is trash. No, the the word trash come out of my mouth. We have no, no, no. I no, I said you were coming out like Bobby Roode was trash. I never said you said he was trash. We'll go back and listen to it when 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 this, when this uh, debuts. Not FYI. many. All I said was he wasn't glorious. Damn it. Carl, the, Carl doesn't okay. think many things are trash. There's only one thing I know of that Carl thinks is trash, and that is Bret Hart versus Stone Cold at WrestleMania 13. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I love you, Caleb. Uh, Sorry, I know you do, pal. Some heat. Oh, God. Oh, damn it. What goodness. a show, man. Oh, Guys, let's bro, letter grade the show. Us. I'm giving it an A++ 105%. Awesome show. Go ahead, Rance. Go ahead, bud. Um, the main event was good, uh, but I just don't like the, I don't like Bobby and Drew style, but with the Adam Cole reveal that lifts it up a bit. So I'm going to give it, uh, like a, like a, like a 98. 
It wasn't a perfect show, but it was damn perfect. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's hard to argue with your scores. Uh, to me, it's no B plus player. If you know what I'm saying? Uh, this is an A. This, hey, what's up, Daniel Bryan? Yeah, this, this is an A show. Okay. Um, I'm not going to go A plus just cause I'm an asshole and I want to be different from everybody, but it's an A show, man. He, he wants to be a contrarian. <laughs> if you haven't watched, Hey, job's taken, buddy. If you haven't watched the show, you got to go back and check it out. You don't need a ton of context. If you just love quality wrestling, you're going to get it. End of story. Yeah. So, yes, guys, that was one show this week. Let's talk about the second show this week. Let's talk about. So we just kind of run through some of the pretty fast, bro, because we spent an hour on NXT. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. The second show of the week was SummerSlam, and it started off with a kickoff show, and it started off with a six-man tag that nobody saw. I saw it. <laughs> that nobody in Brooklyn saw. That's rather. fair. I didn't even see it. And I didn't even see it. Miz. Okay. Miz and the Miztourage, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel versus the Hardys and Jason Jordan, Kurt Angle's son. So lots of second and third generation talent in this matchup. And, and my God, there's hardly anyone in there to see it. Barclays, WWE, you got to get your shit together next time. Carl, what did you think of this six-man tag match, man? Okay, so the match itself, let's just ball it up like a nice little piece of paper, and we're going to throw it in the trash can. Let's just, talk about, let's just talk about the only person who matters in this entire thing, and that is Jason one, Jordan. No, that is one Mike the Miz Mizanin, right? Oh, two names. Pew, 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 pew. The, the Miz is, he continues to be the top people in the company. Um, he, he really just does, even in a situation where there's nobody in the arena. The Miz continues to be the Miz. He lives that world that he's in, that Elitrish style. Even if he's just shoving the belt in the social media, that's how good he is. I'm almost sad for him because of the fact that he was not really able, like nobody was there. You know what I mean? And I, I've said that before, and I'm not going to get into WWE short because this is a huge card. I thought, I've always thought this about the Miz. I always think that the Miz, as good as he is, as good as he's been last year or so, over a year now, I guess. Really, he should have been on the main card. And I we understand why they didn't do certain things, and I'm not going to get into that. The Miz is, to me, the most valuable player on WWE and Raw. And we've talked about that at the point of view, which I'm not going to do it right now. But to me, he that show for a lot of different reasons. And I want to, like, two minutes match, just The Miz is great. It's unfortunate that this went down the way it did. Uh, they got to figure something out. We've, we've been to this before. We're going to live shows. Sometimes they have to get everybody in the building. Especially these big shows. WrestleMania 32 was like trying to get into the building. You guys know. Yeah. So I'm not going to get on them too hard about it. These things happen. Okay. But they plenty to figure out maybe something that will kind of run that process a little bit. I'm going to say that. Uh, you got thoughts? Pass. Pass, huh? Oh yeah, you didn't see this. I forgot about that. No, did I not Second. see this? But it's I think oh. it's absolutely egregious that they would hold a match at the empty stadium. Yeah. I mean, what it this isn't TNA. Cut that shit out. Come on now. Like 
It isn't it, the Rock and Mankind in an empty arena. Have Tom Heat. Yeah. The Hardys. If the Hardys wanted to continue to wrestle in front of a hundred people, they would still be in TNA right now. Right. And like, they're not. Like I'd rather them scrap the match. I could agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, it's yeah. So maybe it's just do promos or some shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you, Rance. I just, you know what though? Um, I, I just, I wanted to talk about the Miz because to me he's so good, and it's shameful what what happened. Like shame. you said, they should have just scrapped the match. Is it a shameful it thing? Lobster like, head. Yes. Too many limes. Too, too many, many limes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let, let's move on then. Let's move. Keep it going. Sec- okay. Going. Okay, guys. Second match of the pre-show. We had the cruiserweight champion Akira Tozawa defending against the challenger Neville. That feels weird to say. And in it? this, I know absolutely. Yeah. But no the doubt. good news is we didn't have to say it very long. Now that being <laughs> said, this match was awesome. I still believe their raw match was better, but you know that's neither here nor there. I truthfully I don't get why you would break up a, a title like a long title reign that Neville had. had. I mean, you know, maybe uh, maybe they just want to get a moment on Raw or whatever. Yeah. But I just I would have rather either run with Tazawa or don't have Tazawa win the belt in the first place. That's all I really have to say about it. But the match was good, so I've got no complaints there. Yeah, uh, match was good. Not as good as Raw, as you said. I would agree with that. Uh, I will say this though, I was kind of, hmm, I, I'm a big Neville guy. You guys know that. I was happy he won the title back. Um, However, when you I wanted to, it, hey, you wanted him to move up, didn't you? Well, I did want him to move up. But now that after seeing his reaction on 205 Live when he lost the title and how he was all like, you know, yeah. completely out of sorts and his hair was all like messed up, messed up or whatever. Stuff, yeah. I wanted to see more of that. Like it was like they went from like the king to the depressed king and I needed it in my life, if that oh. makes sense. So like even though. I'm happy he won the title back. I would have been perfectly fine because I'm a Tozawa fan as well with him holding the title and Neville like on this like almost like, you know, for people out there who watch he's Game of Thrones. Neville. He's broken Neville. Broken <laughs> Neville. If you watch Game of Thrones, he's the, he's the mad king or whatever. Like that, that's, you know, those are the kind of things that they could have worked with. And it's okay, you know, because Neville's amazing. Um, but the match was okay. You know, not as good as Raw because the moment for Tozawa was just so big. Um, but... You know, we're back where we started, and that's okay. So yes, Rance, do you have thoughts on this, sir? I uh, I guess you guys know, but full disclosure for the listeners, I didn't watch the pre-show. I didn't have the chance. I was uh, in the car taking my kid home. Um, but I think the right man won. Uh, normally, I'm with you, Caleb. I think it's a waste of time to do a quick title change like that and change it right back. But in this case, as good as Neville's run had been. There was just this faintest hint of uh, staleness, and it is completely rejuvenated with Tazawa winning and him getting it right back. Um, and also, I think, you know, we're not gonna, I, I sincerely doubt we're going to really have a real conversation about 205 Live later. So I, I feel okay saying this bit of information before we get there. But uh, Enzo Amore is now on 205 Live. Uh, yes. No. no. <laughs> the realest guy. Not the realest guy in the room. So I think, man, that's. The, I mm. think that's the reason. Part of the reason why they put it back on Neville, and uh, I think it makes the whole Titus brand thing more interesting because, remember, Tazawa didn't want to be a part of it. Then he won him over. 
then Titus threw in the towel, and he lost them, and then he got them back when he bought the hyperbolic chamber, and then they became a real, real cohesive unit, and he won the title, and now he lost the title, and he lost the rematch. Where does that take the Titus brand? And that's that's interesting to me, personally. But uh, I have nothing to say about the match. They're two grade-A performers. I'm sure it was great. Yes, it was very good. It's rants if it's worth. Uh, pardon me. If you have spare time with, through uh, the weekend, it's worth a rewatch. If I have spare time. Or pardon me. Wor- what the hell else am I going to be doing? Watch. I'm in Houston and a hurricane <laughs> is coming right now. Got none of those. He's going to be sitting. Fair. He's going to be sitting fair. on his computer in his poncho. Okay, that's what he's going to do the entire <laughs> So Hey, like I said, that second match on the pre-show was worth a watch. Also. <laughs> The main event of the pre-show, and I'm going to call it the main event of the pre-show to give it proper respect that WWE did not give it by leaving it off the main card. Disagree, but okay. And that is when. Okay, whatever. You know, that's whatever. We're not going to rehash that argument. We've been doing this for about an hour and a half now. Um, The New Day defended the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the Usos. And this match was amazing. 20 minutes of just amazing. These guys continue to usurp their previous efforts. And their matches just get better and better. And by God, I need, I need these guys to go inside Hell in a Cell. I need that in my life. Agree. Caleb Um, went went to the dictionary. You I know, sir. man. Like, you wouldn't think oh being God. from Oklahoma, Caleb, but... Caleb just used a two-syllable word. He's getting oh smart. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so here, here's the deal, guys. Um, this match was the hot opener, period. I don't give a shit if it wasn't on the main card, as it were. Um, that doesn't matter to me. The fans were in the building at this point. This was the hot opener. This got everybody going. The match was excellent. Because, of course, it was. Because the Usos and the New Day are the best two tag teams of the last 10 years. The Thank end. you, JBL. Thank this, you, JBL. The, the, yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? He's Maggle, right. that's the way it is. <laughs> the, the, this is. This was an excellent match. The right team won. Damn it. Because I am a mark. And the Usos are the shit. This was a great match, guys. I mean, it was really what we needed. And Caleb's completely right. They got to finish this in Hell in a Cell. I mean, they just have to. I mean, it just seems like the perfect, they, the perfect way to finish this off. You and know not what I mean? Only, not, no, pardon me, Carl. I don't mean to interrupt, but you're fine, there's you're fine. there's not many feuds on SmackDown that have that blood feud feeling that is to me is worthy of Hell in a Cell. And, sure. But this this is one of them, in my opinion. This may be the only one because it looks like AJ Styles and Kevin Owens is done now. But that's whatever. We'll get to that later. Yeah, uh, I know. I know, Ranch. You didn't see it, so let me just. Uh, throw one more thing in about this. Um, you know, these guys continue to impress, and there's rumor on the street here that I guess the New Day are in line to maybe break some a bunch of tag team title records. So I would expect oh. the titles to change hands at least one more time before it's all over with this feud. And it may be at Hell in a Cell. We'll just have to see. It's just rumor and innuendo, as, you know, other <laughs> podcast guys would say. So we'll just see what happens there. But I'm fine with it. These guys could feud forever. It's very much like Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Let them and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Yes. Fight forever. I don't care because it's always quality. Yes. Um, 
So that that was the SummerSlam pre-show. I don't even get I don't even get a statement. I can't say shit. Oh, okay. Pardon me, Rance. I didn't mean to cut you off, pal. You're the glue that holds this podcast together, after all. So, and I'm, that's not that's not an insult either. This guy does so much for the pod. Uh, thank you for that, Rance. Aww. Get your shit in. I ain't had nothing to say. I just wanted to. Talk. No, I'm playing. I'm you playing. son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. These two should fight forever. I like to see it in Hell in a Cell. Um, I think the Uso, I think the New Day should eventually leave this feud with the champs as the champions because I think there's I more there's more they can do with the titles. Yes. Um, than the Usos can right now because they feud with everybody. Um, but the only question I want to throw out here is if they do Hell in a Cell, is a third New Day member going to be in the cell or out the cell? You'd have to leave them out of the cell. So then. Because I, I think, if you pay attention, the New Day, since they've came to uh, SmackDown and Kofi got healthy, like, remember, every New Day match back in the day was Kofi and Big E. Every one. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Xavier's yeah. been in a lot of these matches now, right? Yeah. Xavier won the titles uh, at whatever heavy that was. And Xavier lost, and he lost the titles. Well, Big E lost them, but do you yeah. do you think they might be trying to peg Xavier as possibly the Winkley? Weak link? I don't know because Xavier won the titles for him last time, or at least, I mean. Well, you know what I would say? Just kind of not to jump in on you, Caleb. I would say Go ahead. that that maybe SmackDown, obviously we know the writing teams are a little, maybe a little tweaked, right? Maybe they want to present Xavier as more of a guy that's more, is important also. Like he's also kind of on Raw. He was kind of seemed like he was the guy who did the trombone and that's fine because he he's awesome manager. at his his yeah. yeah but he's also really good yeah you know and like Absolutely. maybe it's an opportunity to say hey let's let xavier do some shit too because he can he's good i mean that should to me it's maybe it's just an opportunity to let everybody get a little bit more shine no in the ring but no. maybe not you know right it could be a vince, lot of different things vince hates black people so of course that can't happen <laughs> oh god oh i'm sorry good okay. point Scrap bad. everything I said, boys. So SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a what a show that that was SummerSlam. See you guys. Have a good one. All no, right. I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, so we had some pyro, and actually, I do want to just throw it to uh, something real quick that really cracked me up because uh, this isn't going to get any any other love elsewhere. That fucking KFC commercial just <laughs> cracked my shit up. <laughs> okay, did you guys see the uh, – I, I put this out on Twitter. Someone had retweeted it. It was like – you know how people do like the um, the conversation tweets where it's like such and such says this, such and such says that. There was a tweet that I put out, uh, and a guy says – it's like, Vince, hey, HBK, do you want to wrestle – AJ Styles at WrestleMania, <laughs> and then and then HBK says I'm sleep, and then it says Vince, you want to do you want to be the next Colonel Sanders on the KFC commercial, and you and see him stretching out to the ring, yeah, stretched out the muscle. Oh my god, <laughs> that that the commercial was god awful because God, but it if was they, so funny. If they put it to a vote, like me being the douchebag that I am, I would vote for Colonel Lynch to happen because why not? Wait, you wait, know? wait. Stop, stop, stop. Colonel Lynch. Put that together. Ooh. Colonel Becky Lynch, right? There you go. Okay. <laughs> there that we would, go. That would, that would there work. There we go. That would work. Yes. Here's, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. They should do Kentucky. Colonel Lynch. They, 
because if they do Colonel Becky Lynch, they only have to pay her 70% of what they would have to pay Colonel Eddie Lynch. That is a great point. Wow, Carl. WWE's out. Hey, hey, look. WWE is out here making budget cuts. You got to make those cuts where necessary. And (laughs) if it means you got to have a female Colonel, go ahead. Next time time on the Red State Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so <laughs> all uh, all jokes jokes aside people the okay the, the <laughs> so okay SummerSlam starts off with you know the whole shebang of pyro or whatever I don't know what the fuck happened um and it kicked off with a match that I don't know about you guys I certainly was not looking forward to it it was John Cena versus Baron Corbin. Barry Corbin. And my God, this match was wow. Like from the opening bell, it didn't feel like, like this felt like this, honestly, this felt like something of a burial of Baron Corbin. And maybe I'm just overreacting, but that's what it felt like. Cause John Cena from jump street was not taking this serious. There is a picture out there of him putting JBL's hat on in the middle of this match. Yeah. There was not a lot of offense in there at all either. Like, I mean, Baron Corbin, you know, did the run around Lariat like twice. And then 10 minutes later, he tried to do it a third time and he got caught one AA, just one AA, just one. And he was done. And John Cena wins, LOL, as predicted. And hey, not a fan of the match, but whatever. I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Well, there was no um, – the idea that Baron got beat with 1AA is not – this isn't new. John has beaten Baron before in the ring, singles match, one-on-one one yeah. yeah. So that part is whatever. Um, we talked about this before, you guys. You and I, we've all had this conversation. We had it on one of our pre-pods. Um, we were a little concerned if – because there was rumor going around that Baron was in trouble, and we had talked about – if Baron loses this match in short order, then maybe we're on to something with this whole uh, the push is being dropped, right? So, and I was I believe I was the one who, who who had said that because I thought that Baron would probably lose, which doesn't surprise me, but I thought that maybe there might be like a post-match beatdown kind of thing. Didn't come to fruition. Now, granted, there was, you know, SmackDown changed things a little bit. But at the time and at the moment of the match, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, Baron might have, that push might have been killed. And if it has, you know, I'm not going to lose my mind over it. I like Baron. A lot of people don't. and That's fine. But as far as the match goes, it was whatever. It was what I expected, you know. So that's really all I'm going to say about it. Um... You know, I'm never one to believe these internet stories about such and such is in the bad graces, such and such is getting buried, so on and so forth. But yo, this one might, I might have to believe this, dog. Like, your boy didn't really got humbled recently. Um, I like Baron. I think he has a lot of potential. I think I love his aggressiveness. I love um, his douchey attitude, if that's a thing. Um... But yeah, John Cena just shit on him this whole batch. And so, if we're going to go with rumors, uh, you know, and report these things, like everybody else does, uh, not only is there the rumor that he was in trouble for the Twitter shit, but apparently John Cena, rumor, 
went to the went to the brass, Vince, Triple H, all these guys, and said Baron doesn't deserve this position right now. Wow. That's so So yeah. I just want to stop. Yeah, I want to throw in one thing. I I know we've got a lot of matches to cover, but I want to throw this in because we had talked about this privately. Um, you know, it bothers me a little bit because if the Twitter thing is really what got him heat, it kind of gets on my nerves. And I understand maybe he said the wrong, the wrong thing to the wrong guy, right? Mm-hmm. Here's Don't the deal. fuck with Dave Meltzer. It wasn't it's not Meltzer. even that. It's, it was the it was no, the it's not guy. Meltzer. No, it was right. It, else, it was yeah. the service man, and they're big on the tribute to the troops. But here's the one thing that I will say about this: if you're the WWE and they kind of allow these guys to be who they are on Twitter, very few of these guys stay in character on Twitter. I mean, there's Neville, you know, he stays Kevin kind Owens. of being that king character. Kevin Owens, but a lot of these guys are pretty, you know, hey, I'm. AJ Styles, and here's a picture of me with Charlotte, and blah, 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 whatever. Right, right. So you kind of set some guys up for this. I mean, Baron is obviously an outspoken guy. We've heard this before, that he's the kind of guy that will go straight to Vince and say something to him and be like, hey, you know, he's not afraid to speak his mind. And so when, you know, when you allow these guys this kind of leeway, these things are bound to happen. Now, the onus is still on them to be professional, but – the era that we're in lends itself to these kinds of things happening. And some guys can get away with it and some can't, right? Because they've got the tenure, like a Randy Orton can sit there and go shit on the indie guys. And it really doesn't affect him that much because he's Randy Orton, you know, but like that, that, that you've got to just like, if you're a young guy like Baron, who's just starting out here, you know, he's been around for just a few years and not even really that. I mean, in terms of WWE main roster, you have to kind of be careful, you know, and I'm not, and I think it's a good lesson for Baron, honestly, because I think he's got a good future ahead of him. Right. I, I would think most of us would agree. He's probably got a bright future. If he, if he chills out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So at I, this I think, point, I'd say know, he's, he's his own worst enemy. Sure. Sure. And I mean, and that's okay because he's, he's, he's hadn't been there long enough. He can learn from this. You know what I'm saying? But I just think that in a way, like in a, in a small way, WWE, with the route they're going with these guys, their personalities and stuff, it lends itself to this. And you've got to, you've got to kind of curb it a little bit. If you don't want these guys to be saying certain things on social media, you got to make sure that everybody's educated on how they can use social media. And I know they do. I know they do, but we got to make sure you just got to continue to make sure if you got to monitor accounts or whatever it is, you just got to do it. Cause at the end of the day, you're still a business. So, well, let it. me, let me counter you because I, I, I agree with what you're saying. But here's the counter. With all the the leaks that they've had recently with Charlotte and Paige and so on and so forth, they've sure. had numerous meetings, social media, and Baron goes out of his way to find people to beef with. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Yeah. For example, a guy like Roman. Roman gets so much hate on Twitter, but you know, every now and then he'll say something back to somebody, but it's not like an everyday thing. Baron was going back every day with numerous people having chains of arguments. Like, right. well, maybe not, maybe not, maybe that's exaggeratory, but I mean, like, like he was responding to guys more than once. Like, at yeah. some point, you have to understand, you are the professional in the situation, and they're the unprofessional, the fan. You can't let the fan get over on you the way you are. And then I when, agree. 
you do that and then you <laughs> insult a, a military person? Sure. You know, yeah, for no reason. Yeah. No. I agree. I mean, trust me, we're on the same page, obviously, and like you said. Man, like, he looks so bad because, like, uh, it feels like there's probably a lot of mixed opinions on Dave Meltzer, but he got owned by Dave Meltzer. Yeah, Meltzer killed him. Meltzer killed him, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Meltzer's not the guy you want to mess with anyway because, I mean, Meltzer is, is our Adam Schefter. So, you know, even if he even if he's not telling the truth, we believe him. Yeah. So well, he has some people true. do. Well, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not the biggest Meltzer fan in the world, but we should probably keep going because we're only one match into SummerSlam. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so this match, this following match, was for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It featured Naomi defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against Natalia, the lovely and talented Natalia, and my God. Of all things, do seriously for a second. I do have to say this match was awesome. It exceeded my expectations. I thought maybe it went a little long, but that's whatever. Um, that being said, my God, I just loved the outcome of this. It was, it's well deserved. I am, I am happy that Natalia is your SmackDown Women's Champion. She deserves this so much, and quite Boo. frankly, I would be all right with. Four more years, four oh more years of Natalia as your SmackDown Women's Champion. Hashtag Castle so WWE Network. So talented. Okay, so, wow. All right, for those of you who don't know, Rance is going to let you know soon. So I'm oh, just very quickly, that. yes. That, that's all I'm going to say. He's going to let you know. Um, and I'm going to ask him a question when it's all said and done based off the four more years thing. So <laughs> let's just get into the match itself was just fine. And as a matter of fact, you guys, we talked about this before. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Naomi, right? I, I like her entrance and all that stuff. But in ring, I'm just kind of whatever about Naomi. However, boys and girls, listeners of the world, Naomi made a fan out of me at SummerSlam. She did because she put on with Natalia. A great match. I was highly impressed by the women in this match. Credit to Naomi. Credit to Natalia. Of course, Natalia can wrestle anyways. That doesn't surprise me. But Naomi really showed me a lot of great things, and I was happy with that. So all the things that I've said about Naomi in the past, in terms of in the ring, she showed me she's capable of so much more. And that's great. Uh, so, you know, no, no more hate there. Um, R.I.P. Light Bright title. Um, <laughs> actually... Not R.I.P. Thank God <laughs> you are dead. Light bright title. I don't know you guys um, anymore. I really don't. Yeah. However, um, I, I do agree with Caleb on one thing. I do think Natty, she, her personality and her character, you know, it's always been kind of ho-hum. But one thing about Natty, she's reliable. Uh, and she is a, a good wrestler. And, you know, I don't think she's going to be champion long. So this doesn't, the fact that she won the title doesn't bother me. Um so I'm happy for her. I think she's going to get a short run. I think it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be short-lived. I think it's either a vehicle for Becky or Charlotte at some point, maybe Carmella, Cashin, whatever. But just to, for her to get a little recognition is fine with me. It's been, what, I think it's been six years since she's been a women's champion? And Rance is going to be like, well, well, well you know, that's, uh, there's a reason for that. But that's fine. <laughs> she, okay. She, she won the title, and I'm cool with that. It's not going to be long. The match was fine. The end. Uh, real quick, I do want to say, if I could be serious for a minute, um, Naomi, I loved that, okay, 
Naomi sold defeat so well because mm. Natalia grabs the title, looks down at Naomi, and Naomi is crying. And yeah. for the first time I've ever seen a Naomi match, I felt sympathy for her. So kudos to them on that. And I actually would be hyped to see this match again, believe it or not. I was a no little doubt. uh I was a little anxious going in, but I was impressed. Go ahead, Rance. Oh. Alright, look. I'm gonna make this fast. Congratulations to Natty Nightheart. You're the scourge of the earth. Um, I just okay. like everything. I, I look, man. I, I don't. I, I know it's, it comes off mean, and I'm. I, I don't like her. Nothing about her I like. From a from a performer perspective or a personal perspective, like you know, God bless her that she won the title. I'm happy for her. Good for you. Um, I will say this to to if I if I had to say something positive. My mama told me to say something nice. There um, you go. The fact that she's only won one women's championship before this is egregious, given how long she's been there. Like, Alicia Fox got a title run. Like, it's ridiculous. So, for that, I give her her credit. I'm going to say this. Uh, basically, if if Natalia, with her skill set, had the glorious theme song, then, then you shut Rance the, would so love the her next match, guys. The, the next <laughs> match is what? What was it? What oh, was it? oh man! Big Cass in the Big Show in Jesus the, Christ in the uh, Shark Cage match. Uh, Enzo was in the uh, Shark Cage. What did you guys think about that match? Shit, shit, pure shit. That's all I gotta say about it. It was shit. It was ten minutes and thirty seconds. But as it turns out, it was 10 minutes too long. Well, That's all I have to say about it. The part with Enzo taking his clothes off and putting some uh, the lube on. He was oiling up. And then he had the wherewithal to put gloves on because you know you got lube in your hands. You can't grip. And then he slid yeah. out, fell down, and got kicked in the face. That was entertaining. That what was, was the here's point? The, here's the deal. The thing is, I guess it was entertaining, but it was pointless. Like he got Not out of the absolutely. cage only to get kicked in the face again. Yeah. But I'm when has Enzo done anything that makes sense? That's part yeah. of the character. That's why Cass left him, right? Cause he doesn't do things that make sense. That's true. Yeah, that's fair. So we don't even have to spend any more time on this match. Fuck yeah, this match. Keep it moving. Um, keep it moving. Yeah. Keep just moving. move. Let's just move to the, to yeah. the good stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're not going to get to the good stuff yet. Hey, Hey pal. Uh, <laughs> the next match was very short, and uh, they could have taken the 10 minutes they gave to Big Cass and Big Show and given it to this match, in my opinion. That's Randy Orton versus Rusev. What a raw deal this was for Rusev, in my opinion. I disagree. Oh, oh, okay. He disagrees, pal. You want to know why he disagrees, pal? It's because he's heard rumor that Rusev is leaving the Evil Empire soon. No, not at all. he's got to defend. I'm I'm fucking with you, pal. Uh, You might be serious. Yeah. I, um, like I said, I think Rusev got a raw deal here, but yeah, that's whatever. Uh, Rance or Carl, one, two, step in. Let me jump in real Go quick. Go ahead, Rance. Let me jump in real quick. This was the perfect move because this was, this was classic storytelling. Look at the whole match. Rusev was whipping that ass. Randy hit a lucky RKO one. That's the whole story of the match. Um, after, well, after three months of Randy getting his ass beat by gender, Randy had to look, had to look strong. 
and you sometimes you need a heater like this to kind of get the crowd back in it and kind of reset everybody you know because you had just sat through uh well i, I ain't gonna say two hours of the pre-show because nobody was there for the first but it's after an hour of the pre-show <laughs> you sat through three well not three but two shit matches uh well no three because natty was in it three shit matches Ooh. and then you know <laughs> now you see randy come out rusev whoop his ass and remember again i'm big on context the entire the entirety of this of this entire feud has been based on being attached in your entrance. That's been the entire feud, right? Yeah. Yeah. I will, so I will, they, I will they kept this. to it. Go ahead. Um, I will say this. Right, Ranch, you're absolutely right. Um, the right guy won the match um, in terms of, you know, the story and everything. Oh, what little of a story it really is, you know. But here's the thing. I just hate, and this is just me, okay? This is the smart in me, I guess. I don't know. I hate that it comes at the expense of Rusev. Once again, you know, it's the same thing with, with the John Cena match. Like, Rusev is capable of a lot, and he's highly talented, and it just seems like they don't really want to go there with, with him. And that's okay. If that's their choice, you know, it's their company, and I understand that. But just as a fan, you know, someone who really enjoys Rusev and, you know, all, all of that, I just it does kind of suck that it comes at the expense of him. You know, and maybe he's got some heat, whatever the case may be. Um, I just, you know, I, I like Randy, too. So it's it's kind of a bittersweet thing, you know. I mean, someone has to win. I think Randy was the right guy to win the match, but. I, I know, think it's, it's it, it, because it's Rusev, you know, I'm just kind of like, yeah, eh, sucks, I, you know? I think it's really similar to Dolph in that he's so reliable that, you know, you want to put him in situations where you need him. You know, you know, what I mean, like sometimes you could be too reliable. You know right. Sure. Like, like Dolph is yeah, no, so reliable and Dolph bumps so well that I'm sure that it's almost a sense of, well, why would we push him and have him be successful when he does so great in defeat? Right. I get that. And that's kind of I think what Rusev is. Uh, but they clearly love the dude. They made him John Cena's first feud back. Rusev feuds with yeah. nothing but top stars. Right. Like, I mean, he's come back and feud with two of the biggest names yeah. ever. Like if, WWE. If, so that, if, yeah. if Rusev goes to feuding with Ty Dillinger next week, I love you, Ty. What's up, man? Like, if feuds with him for like three months, then maybe we can talk. But Rusev is consistently out here getting primetime real estate on television. He is. We just, I think a lot of people just want to see him kind of get over the hump a little bit. And you're and right. I do Dolph too. Ziggler comparison is actually really great. You know, it's a good comparison. Yeah, I want to see, I want to so. see him do well too. But I mean, you have to, again, take things in context. Don't, we can't think so emotionally all the time. Take things in context. Like, there's reasons for stuff. Like, they didn't book him to lose that way because they're burying him. Like, he dominated everything in that segment until a lucky RKO. Well, well okay. That may be the case. Um, I think we've all kind of got our shit in on that match. And yeah, we, that we match. have been going along for... We've been going along for a little bit. So... Let's go to our next match, which was for the Raw Women's Championship, when Alexa Bliss defended her championship against the boss, Sasha. Sasha. Thanks. Pardon me with the disrespect (laughs) on the on the uh, misannunciation. That being said, this match was good. I actually believe the SmackDown Women's match was better, 
but you know that's neither here nor there. I thought this match was just fine. I am certainly glad, certainly glad that Sasha Banks is your new Raw Women's Champion, and lucky. I'm hoping we see good things from here. Uh, when do you guys want to take the mantle? Yeah, I want to jump in because um, so here's the deal. I have been kind of like, uh, I wish the whole Alexa thing was over. The problem is I don't really wish it was over to Sasha. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I, I really – and the Bailey injury is really kind of the problem. Uh, I, I think this was going to be Bailey's moment probably. Um, instead, it goes to Sasha, which is fine. Sasha is more than capable and more than worthy. Uh, in terms of merit, there's no issues also, with Sasha. Also, real quick, Sasha Banks is also over. So yeah, she is. Let's Absolutely. just throw that in there uh, as well. Yeah, Alexa's no, over too. Toronto, 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 right. did, Toronto did not chant "You suck" at Sasha Banks. I'm just saying. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. That's fair. That's fine. Yeah, that that's all fine. I, the, the thing is, with Sasha, this is my first problem. Okay, dear God, she has. I mean, her and Charlotte, both of them, and I love Charlotte too. But they've been women's champ four times already. Jesus Christ, okay? The belt ain't been around that long, all right? So let's just go there first, we'll just, and I'll stop there. But the thing is, with Sasha, I'm just ready for heel Sasha, you know? Like, she's 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 talented, and I want what I really was hoping for, and maybe this is just because of Bailey, is the Bailey win, the Sasha heel turn. And it feel, it's almost starting to feel like Roman Reigns, right? Like, uh, we're waiting for Sasha to turn heel. We need she, Roman she's to turn all, heel. She's already heel, pal. That's Ooh. what I'll tell you. <laughs> right. Well, in fairness, though, Sasha, I mean, she kind of, not to the same degree. I mean, you know what I mean? She's the boss or whatever. But that, that, like we've said a million times, the gimmick is tailor-made to be a heel. Roman's gimmick is tailor-made to be just, you know, he's Roman. You know, I'm Roman. Here I am. I'm the shit. You know, so it's heel face if you think he's cool. Sasha is cool, I guess, but it just feels like the Bailey thing threw a wrench in every plan. And if that's the case, I would have rather Alexa just retained. And that's, you know, that's just me. The match for what it was was fine. Uh, I had no issues. I thought the SmackDown women were better, um, but the match was good. As a matter of fact, I thought because of how Naomi and Natty were placed in between the two matches that were kind of shitty, that I thought this match being good kind of set the tone for the rest of the show being a lot better. It started to improve starting with this match. So that was my take on that, which I think is a tribute to the women. And that's just where I'm at with that. So a couple thoughts. First and foremost, Alexa couldn't have won because that means she'd have to wrestle Nia and she'd die. So that's one. Number two, uh, I, I don't think Sasha's like Roman. I think Sasha's more like Dean Ambrose and that we know if they let her be healed, like they if they let Dean Ambrose be healed, we know they'd be one of the best uh, assets in, to the company. But for some reason, unfounded to me, they are still fucking over. Like Dean gets the biggest pop of the night still, and I don't know how. I don't I don't get it. Um, not to say it's not great, it's just you know character wise. Um, well, I could argue his overness over Sasha's, I think. But go ahead, that's fine. No, well, yeah, well, man, woman, and that's I don't want to sound sexist. Not even that. Not not even that. But go ahead, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and lastly, uh, yes, Bailey threw a, a wrench in all of this, but 
I needed, I can't speak for anybody else, but I needed to see a closure to the Sasha Alexa feud because they have real heat and they have not gotten a chance to really flesh out a real feud. They've had a pay-per-view match, but they haven't had a chance to really flesh out their feud to finalize it. I needed to see that person. Um, because uh, they they just seem to they just seem to wrestle good matches together for some reason. Um, but yeah, right person won. Uh, hopefully this leads to um, something with Bailey, whether she changes or Sasha turns on her, which gets Bailey back her heat and some sympathy or whatever it is. But all I need to make sure is do not give that match away like they did with Sasha with uh, Charlotte and Bailey. Don't give it away until WrestleMania. Hold off. <laughs> Hold your balls. You, Don't let that low go. Rance, you're asking way too much is what you're doing right now. Well, y'all asked, y'all earlier y'all asked for Gargano to for that feud and and uh Johnny uh Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa to wait Jesus for almost Christ, a year. Rance. I'm just making a joke, and you're over here Look, reading man, me the riot act. You, you, you come at me with Natalia. You come, you, Carl's over here hating on every black gimmick that comes out. Um, Actually, he loves the, the Usos. Yeah, but they're Samoan and not black. Um, uh, <laughs> and then you hate on Bobby Roode, and you sit here and expect me for me to be jovial? Come on, man. Yes. My guard is up. My guard is up right now, man. <laughs> I'm playing. Man. Hey, Carl doesn't hate black gimmicks. It's a joke I make with Carl. He doesn't hate them. All of them. I'm not talking because I'm so angry that you just had to call me a racist. Yes. I didn't call yes. you a racist. I called you a bigot. Big difference. My goodness. You want to talk about gimmicks that people don't like? Natalia. Let's talk about this next. Let's talk about this next match, man. We had oh God. Ben Balor versus Here we Bray go Wyatt. again. Just add on oh to it. My oh God. God. Look at these entrances. They're so oh awesome. Actually, I, I did like the use of the whole world in his hands prelude to the Finn Balor entrance, but it was clever. that's whatever. There was a lot of, uh, hey, Carl, Carl, guess what this match had a lot of? Uh, I'll tell you, pal. Kicks. Kicks. <laughs> Kicks galore. I'm telling you. And man, was it something. I love me some kicks. Oh, Fuck God. your suplexes. <laughs> Fuck your DDTs. I, I like kicks. Okay. Uh, first. Okay. Oh, okay. So I, this match, I, well, I wasn't a fan. I want to say I was not a big fan of this match. Um, surprising. That, that is to be expected. Um, <laughs> that being said, I'm hoping this feud is over. And I think it might be. And. Yeah, this match certainly did happen. So what do you guys have to add? Okay, so this match happened. But I'm going to let Rance take it because, first of all, I am the resident Finn Balor detractor. So, Rance, go ahead, get your shit in, and then I'm going to bury someone. All I want to say is, do y'all see what I got to go through, y'all? You see the shit I got to go through? (laughs) But I'm the fucking contrarian. You see the shit I got to go through? Um, the match was fine. It wasn't great. It did it did its job. Um, the demon is a huge character for the company in terms of interest and in terms of merchandise. Uh, so to see it finally come back against its natural antithesis, uh, you know, it was pretty interesting. 
Bray is still an interesting character. It's just nothing to say means anything anymore. Um, but yeah, what I, the things I found interesting was Finn's little uh, character twerks in that normally when Bray does a spider walk or he hangs from the backwards from the turnbuckle, somebody gets scared or shocked and the demon was like, fuck that, what's up? That was, that was kind of interesting. Oh yeah, I agree. I have been waiting on that for a while. Yeah. Actually, one thing I'd really been hoping would happen, but I knew it kind of wouldn't because it's really unsafe to Bray Wyatt is for him to do that little spider walk shit that he does and for someone to, like, no-sell it and, like, kick the shit out of his arm. <laughs> well, or, you know what? The spot could... The spot, uh... I'm, I don't know how it would happen. Maybe in a multi-man match. But if Finn hits him with a coup de gras as he's spider-walking? Yeah, that oh. could work, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, no, oh, it wouldn't. Shut so here's up. the deal. Oh, God. Listen, here's the, here's the, here's the oh, deal. Oh, my God. Um, Carl, hit us with that gospel. Tell us what's up. Okay. First of all, just first of all, preface this by saying, fuck this match. Okay. (laughs) And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to harken back to something Rance said a minute ago. And Rance, this is not to argue with you. This is just kind of a point you made that I thought was interesting. Sure. You said, you're not sure how guys like Sasha and Dean are still over. That's why we can't turn them heel because they're still over. Yippee-doo, Finn Balor is so fucking over. And just like you can't understand why Dean and them are so over, oh my God, please, other than the Demon King, why is this guy over? He is so, his matches, I just, like, I don't know who I hate worse, Bobby Roode or Finn Balor, okay? Oh, God. Here's the deal. Honestly, the match was vintage Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt talks a bunch of shit. Bray Wyatt loses feud. This is nothing new. Finn Balor, I mean, he's over. So you've got to continue to put him in the in the position. I understand it from a business standpoint, okay? Doesn't mean I got to like Finn Balor. The match was ho-hum. And it's cute that you guys keep trying to find ways to make it seem like, ooh, this is kind of cool, and this is kind of cool. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the only thing you can do to make this match remotely interesting, You've got to find, you've like got to like actually like take a fine tooth comb like in space balls where they got the comb going through the desert. And he's like, <laughs> I don't see shit. I mean, this is exactly, this, that is this match. It's garbage. Okay. We knew Jeez. it was going to happen. The Demon King is a great entrance. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But they blew it. Like this is the kind of thing to me that the build was so ho-hum for something that could have been so much better given the two characters, right? The character that, that, that they'd given us. The match still would have been whatever. But in terms of story, I'm just like, oh, same old, same old. Par for the course. But when have, you ever liked the, the, when have you ever liked the Bray Wyatt story, though? Be real. Well, that's – actually, I, no. I, I like the story with Randy Orton. That's the last I one. I shit on that story. That's it. Right, but that's, the, that's recent, though, right? Yeah, I mean, but that's probably it. Right, and I, you're right. And that, that's the thing is it's just like they don't seem to have – Bray Wyatt is just there to be weird and then lose. And to me, that's, that's just an inherent problem that they have with Bray. And, you know, I don't think Bray is all that like everybody thinks he is. I think he's another one of those victims of the amazing entrance. <laughs> and to me, and to me that, that, that's not the be-all, end-all. You don't have to have a great entrance to be great. So offsides of that, the match is what it is. You know, 
I'm ready to get to some good stuff because this match was what I expected. A match that Bray Wyatt lost. The end. Yeah. Hey, Carl, real quick, before we go into the next one, you mentioned you don't have to have a great entrance to be great. Uh, there was four guys, um, and I, we're not going to get to this match yet because it was the closer. Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, and Roman Reigns. What do the, those guys do in their entrances? What do they do in their entrances? They just walk they out. They don't do shit. They, just they walk don't. Out. They walk out. That's it. That's yeah, it. Sure. And then what they do in between the ropes and around ringside tells you all you need to know about them. They are basically these four are basically the antithesis of Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor. But hold and that's on. All of, but hold oh on. God. Everybody can't. Oh walk, God. No, everybody can't walk out. Just walk out to the ring like that. It has to no, have good variety. Okay, that's I fair. No, I'm, I'm with you, Rance. I, l- listen, I'm not shitting on guys who have great entrances or guys who don't need to come out. He's just shitting on Finn. He's just shitting on Finn and work. Bray. I'm, Finn and Bray. And the thing is, guys, I like Bray a lot. And Finn, I know that, like, it's there. But I just, you know, I've seen it before he came to the main roster. It's just, it just doesn't work for me. And that's just me, like we've said before. And this will be a theme with me a lot because I'm very, like, I'll like guys you love, and then I'll like guys you you hate. You know, it's different strokes for different folks. That's always going to be how I feel about a lot of these guys. And Finn is just one of those guys. I'm in the minority, and I understand that. So don't get me wrong. You know, before you come at me when I drop my Twitter handle later, you know, <laughs> come at me if you want to. But the reality of it is just it's a preference thing. So, and, and then, no yeah, you don't need a great entrance to be great. But sometimes you, a great entrance makes you memorable. And sometimes being memorable sure. is more important than being great in wrestling. That's fair, thing, yeah. And that's the thing, you know, just one more quick aside about this. This is what I love about a guy like Mark Calloway, the Undertaker. Great entrance. And when he got in between those ropes, well, you know it well, was a show. Not the first 10 years. Sure. <laughs> Whoa, right, 10 but, years? Well. Jesus Christ, dude. Okay, no, not the first six. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. Okay, that's fair. Right, but you know what I'm saying. You know, just the the, the point, I think the points, you know, I think I have a point. It's just somewhere in there. Yeah, right. Like, (laughs) basically, your point is fuck Finn Balor. Yes. No moves, just kicks. No moves, just kicks, pal. Yes. The thoughts of of Carl Urban does not uh, reflect the thoughts of the SMC podcast as a whole. It actually reflects the thoughts of the S and the M of the SMC podcast. And both of y'all are right. Two thirds. Yes, two two thirds, pal. That's majority. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) next match on the card. Let's. uh, I think we're gonna get on the same page here. Um, We had Cesaro and Sheamus, aka the Bar, defending their Raw Tag Team Championships against two thirds of the Shield, or as I call them, Shield zero point six seven. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, and this match (laughs) was awesome. I loved it. And you know what my favorite spot was, believe it or not? Cesaro leaves his corner, (laughs) dives over the guardrail, takes a beach ball that some fucking idiot brought with him for some reason, because, oh, I can't just watch wrestling. Um, Anyway, Cesaro takes the beach ball and tears it up. As it should have been. Well, hold on, guys. If you guys. bring a beach ball to a wrestling show, please leave. Don't, don't, don't do it. Come on. Yeah, hold on, guys. Ugh. Go ahead, Caleb. Shoot on the base beach ball for a second. Shoot on the beach ball. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. 
Okay, I'm going to do it, pal. You know what? If you bring a beach ball to a wrestling show, a wrestling show, and unless it is a WCW spring break show, (laughs) no, it has no business being there. None whatsoever. And I question, and I know I'm going to come off like an elitist by saying this, I question your wrestling fanhood at this point. I really do. What's your problem? So what is wrestling not enough for you? So what's the difference in bringing a beach ball to entertain yourself and chanting uh, in the middle of matches that you don't like? What's the difference? Well, you see, they both distract the show. They both distract the show. I mean, you're well. Well, what what chants are you referring to? Like I'm talking about chants that don't affect the match. What, what do you mean? Like we like are awesome. Michael Cole, CM Punk. CM Punk. Well, here's the thing. I always like CM Punk as a performer, and I'm not going to disparage him for these chants existing. I am going to disparage the people that choose to chant his name, okay. especially three years after he is gone. I just want to see if What's you're consistent. Your problem? I just want to see if you're consistent. You wanted to see if I was. Yeah, I get you, and I am, sir. Hey, you know what? Those of you that are chanting CM Punk at wrestling at wrestling events, please do me a favor and instead chant for Sami Zayn. Nope. <laughs> and then maybe he'll get on a show like SummerSlam one day. <laughs> but okay. I just want to say, oh, I just wow. say real quick, I love this match. I really did. Yeah. And I, I love the story it told. And I love that after um, Ambrose and Rollins won, they simultaneously did the fist bump together. That that was awesome. They practiced that in the back, really, I'm sure. That's really all the thoughts I have on that. Okay. So I'm going to say this about the beach ball. I don't have necessarily a problem with the beach ball. My problem with the beach ball is the fact that they brought the beach ball out at the worst time possible. Um, I, this match was good. Why Why is the beach yeah. ball coming out now? Where, that's the where, issue. You know what I mean? where, that's where, the where issue with fans, where, though, Carl. Where, mm, Listen, where, I'm, not here, to, I'm uh, not here to shit on wrestling fans, Okay. I know you have your beef with wrestling fans, and I have it too, but not to the degree that you have, and I'm sure we'll cover that one day. But as we're trying to slog through this here, um, you know, my deal is, just in a general sense, for the most part, you pay your money, you go to the show. You're being being a distraction to other people who paid their money, that is a problem, okay? So I'm 50-50 on the beach ball, you know? Like, I don't like it, but at the same time, if you had brought it out during Rusev and Randy Orton, as short as it was, I wouldn't have been like, you motherfuckers. And here's the problem. We get mad at the fans, right, for bringing these beach balls. But then you go look at WWE's Twitter account, and they're all like, oh, the beach ball can't be stopped. The beach ball is back. <laughs> they pro- they promote this bullshit. Yes, yes. So all they're doing is perpetuating the idea of bringing a beach ball to their show. So I don't feel sorry for them, for WWE. I feel sorry for the other fans that are there to enjoy. Okay, Carl, so I just want to make that clear. So yeah, go ahead. I do want to say before, before – Rance, before you jump in, I do want yeah. to say I agree with you. This was a problem that WWE has perpetuated, and they have perpetuated this problem, and it has expanded since Raw on April 8th, well, here's 2013. The problem. 2013. I'm going to depart from you on this before you jump in, Rance, because that was also a year and a half ago, just about. Okay, so we're not seeing this every week. What we're seeing it is at a big weekend. And so, like you had said at one point on Twitter that 
Brooklyn doesn't deserve SummerSlam. That's that's not true. Okay, but but the thing is, like, it's it becomes a problem because they know they're going to be on television. We're going to get seen, but that really perpetuates itself because of that WWE 24 they did on the Monday night after Mania, where they were talking about the beach ball in the special. Okay, and we're not even talking about the match. That's what makes me so mad about this. Fuck the beach ball, man. And Cesaro was absolutely justified in doing what he did, okay? Because the match was awesome. We're talking about four of the best workers in the company right now, okay? Period. Went out there and put on a show to rejuvenate a SummerSlam that had been kind of, you know, slow. You know, it hadn't been, nothing had stood out at that point that was like, yeah, you know? And this was the match that started it. And it's just like, come on, guys. Like, if you're going to do this shit, why now? You know what I mean? Like, these guys are out there, and they're all busting their ass, but these guys are giving you what you came here for, and now you're doing it. And that's why I'm 50-50 on the beach ball. The match was great. I still think I would have liked to have seen Sheamus and Cesaro retain. They didn't. It's okay. You know, the Shield thing is awesome. So, Shield 0.67. Yes! All the way. (laughs) I love it. Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. The match was great. Cool. Let's talk about this beach ball some more. Um... So, <laughs> first and foremost, if you have to say about something that uh, if you're going to do it, why do it now? You shouldn't do it in the first place. Like, I, I'm not with this, uh, I'm not with this uh, convenient dislike of things based on when it happens. Either it's wrong or it's right. Um, so, it shouldn't have happened at all, number one. Number two. Sure, WWE deserves some culpability in this, but you have to understand this, you have to understand the predicament that they're put in. We we complain that they don't listen to the fans all the time, all the time, right? And you go years of of hijacking the shows with CM Punk chants and uh, Michael Cole chants and JBL chants and We Are Awesome chants, right? That for them to not acknowledge a beach ball clearest fucking day in the shot would make them look stupid so they had to acknowledge it now the real issue is and i i don't want to get into this because this is more of i don't want to bog us down uh you know with with me and my issue with fandom in general but the bigger issue is the entitlement that fans have that they are are the show and they're not there to watch the show or be a part of the show. They are the show. Uh, but the beach ball is ridiculous. It is disrespectful as humanly possible to fans. I mean, to other fans and to the performers. Like, if you don't respect the show, if you don't respect the company, then when you shouldn't have went. But more important than that, if you don't respect the show or the company, at least respect the fucking people in the ring risking their lives to entertain your ass. You know? Okay. Instead of sitting there throwing okay. the fucking beach ball. Can I ask you a question? Yes, Just sir. be honest with me. We'll okay. talk about it. Okay. So you don't want the fans disrespecting the performers. How do you feel about when you go to any other event? Mm-hmm. You go to, let's just say you go to a Jacksonville Jaguars game. God bless mm-hmm. you if you do. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and Blake Bortles goes out there and goes, and you're a Jags fan, okay? And Blake mm-hmm. Bortles goes out there and goes, Oh, God, I don't know. Five for 13 for 37 yards and two interceptions, one return for a touchdown. Right. You paid your money, right? Right. And you're a fan. You're supporting that team and the product they put on the field. Sure. 
do you think it's okay for them to boo? And how is that different than say what happened at a SummerSlam? So, and I'm not arguing with you. I just want you because, to give me okay. a difference. Booing, booing and cheering is different because booing and cheering is what is expected in a show to happen. Not just in a wrestling show, but in, in, in sports to use your analogy of the Jacksonville Jaguars game, what the beach, the, uh, the, um, the analogy or the, the comparison to the beach ball would be throwing trash. Is that okay. fair? I think so. Uh, to some degree, yes. But with the trash, you're actually throwing it at the performers, right? Well, the, I mean, well, the, remember who knows? how it was with WCW. Sure, but who, who's to say the beach ball doesn't get in the way in, in the ring? Right, that's true. I can, I can see that, depending so on the, the, you know, uh, where it's coming from right, in the crowd. Right, the, the, the point is... There, there's, 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 there is uh, etiquette. There's shows. There's etiquette when you go to a live okay. event, right? There's a certain amount of etiquette, right? For example, sure. even headbangers have etiquette, right? Like whatever show you go to, there is a there's a level of etiquette you have for that particular show, and and part of the etiquette for wrestling is you can cheer, you can boo, you can pretty much say what you want, but don't say nothing racist. Don't say nothing misogynistic and don't throw shit. Okay, so with that said, then we have to kind of get over the fact that fans chant for other shit, right? I mean, with what you're saying there, if, if the fans decide, you know what, fuck this match, not interested, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM okay, Punk. Right, but now, right? now they have. I don't like it. Right. But they clearly are okay with it because, like you said, in the WWE, third, in the WWE 2 24, uh, 24 series, hey, did a whole show about the chance after WrestleMania. Sure. Yeah. So they're okay with it. They I agree. Are. They want they that to happen. And they're, also, they're obviously I, okay with the beach ball as well, right? You know, at this point. Yeah, but there's a level. They continue to talk about it. Go ahead, man. Or, um, maybe, or maybe they were forced to accept the beach ball because it just won't stop happening. Absolutely. Is that is that? Okay. And we're, we're I, on the same page. Go ahead, Caleb. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, all right. Well, thanks. Now I can get a word in. Awesome. Uh, I do want to say um, one instance of a, a crowd like, quote unquote, hijacking a show that like I'm kind of OK with in concept is if they're OK. Well, personally, I would prefer if there is a match going on and you don't give a fuck about either of the two performers and there is one particular performer. Oh, you would prefer to see maybe, you know, go ahead and chant for that guy if you want. But I would prefer, you know. If you don't care about the match, fucking sit on your hands because literally nothing sends a better message about a match you don't care about than sitting on your hands. Absolutely. Because if you are not if you are not booing or cheering, if you are sitting there apathetic, I've done it before. Uh, I saw Jinder Mahal and Randy Horton in person, and for the most part, I didn't care. Uh, pre-match, I did say, uh, let out a loud, you can't wrestle at uh, Jinder Mahal. But that was it. And Carl can vouch for this. For the most part, I was just sitting there the whole time. So, yeah. Like, that's probably the best course of action. That's an aside, but, you know, whatever. Uh, all in all, I do want to say this match was awesome. We didn't get the chance to really talk about it enough, but... Because it wasn't great. the star. You it know? wasn't, and that's the damn shame of it all. Absolutely. Is the Is the thing, like, come on, guys. You can do better. Damn but it, Brooklyn. If you're going to have a problem with this, all I'm saying is have a problem with it every time. Because I guarantee you, y'all didn't have a problem with it the next night when Finn wrestled Jason Jordan. Because y'all don't like Finn. Uh, and that's actually, bullshit to me. I, I kind of did. 
I kind of did. Okay, well, I appreciate your consistency. All I care, <laughs> I'm serious, all that I need in these situations is consistency. Because too often, we as fans, will accept it if it's this way. But if you tweet just like a corner of it, oh, we love it now. No, it's the same thing. So as long as you're consistent, I'm with you. If I do, Even if I disagree with you, I respect it because you're consistent. So thank you for being consistent. Yeah, no I'm problem, not gonna I'm not going to be consistent. Because, to be honest with you, if I was watching a Finn Balor match right now, I'd be throwing a fucking beach ball around. I'd be kicking <laughs> it. I'd be kicking it in respect for Finn Balor. That's what I'd be doing. Yes, Dude. yes. The kicks are a tribute to Finn Balor. Oh, That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was our 10th match on the card. 11 <laughs> out of 13, we had... AJ Styles defending his United States Championship against Kevin Owens. And your special ref was the money, Shane McMahon. So, hey, this match was pretty good. In my opinion, probably the best match these guys have had this year. And, uh, yeah. So, hey, finish was, you know, to be expected. I thought, like I said, I thought the match was good. It got ample time. And, yeah, let's see where they go from here. Did, did you say it was? I'm sorry, I kind of lost you a little bit there. Did you say it was the best match of their feud? Yeah. Of yes, yes, the match. Okay. Of, okay. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, you're fine. No, you're um, fine, pal. Don't worry about it. Okay, so yeah, I will agree with that. Uh, it was the best match of the feud. Um, I, it was kind of interesting. Like I, the funniest thing about the match was was Shane because he looks like he's about ready to have a heat stroke in the middle of the ring. If you look at him, <laughs> like he's. He's, the the referee shirt is so tight and he's like so orange like Luke Gallows yeah and like he just looks like he's about to die in the ring uh the, the match was fine um and it's crazy because this was the card where like I did my predictions on lordsofpain.net holler at your boy um and I predicted like no title changes right and like up to this point it was Every like title. all title changes and I'm just like oh my god my predictions are garbage right and they're garbage anyway, which is good because I'm glad that WWE throws me for curves here and there. Um, but I kind of think the end game is still at some point going to be Owens and Shane. And, you know, maybe we'll get there at some point. Or hell in cell is a possibility. However, the match, like you said, was pretty much what I expected from those guys um, and what I've kind of wanted. Um, if you, you know how special referee matches go. It's going to be gimmicky. You know, there's going to be some ref bumps, whatever the case may be. But it kind of worked on both sides. You know, there was a ref bump either way. So one guy got a slow count. The other guy got a slow count. Or, I'm sorry, AJ had Owens in the cap crusher, tapped out, ref didn't see it, you know, those kind of things. Uh, so really, it told the story of the better man won. But Owens is still pissed because he felt like he got screwed because that's how Owens is. So I think it was – a perfect end to that feud if it is the end and it, it segues well into whatever Owens is doing with Shane next if that's going to happen I think I think everything kind of worked out well um that's really all I have to say about it I mean because the, the match itself was good and you know there's not a whole lot of debate the, the gimmicky stuff with the ref doesn't bother me that much like it does some other people so y'all go ahead the uh this is one of the best uses of a special referee stipulation I've ever seen because uh, everything about the match, everything about the feud had built to this. Um, numerous fluke wins, numerous ref mistakes, to the point where the only person that can settle it is a, is a performer who is who can perform but isn't a full-time performer is actually a member of the uh, 
you know, a member of the administration, if you will. And the beauty of it is it was expected to have numerous ref bumps. And Shane took quite a few ref bumps. But the beauty of it was he wasn't going to allow the ref bumps to stop him from making a final decision. And right. they both got their ref bumps in. Uh, he, Shane had a little run there with both guys at, at certain points. Um, both guys had the match won at certain points. But finally, when it came down to it, Shane didn't take any BS from either guy. Shane stayed completely in the middle, unbiased. And AJ pinned Kevin Owens in the middle of the ring, one, two, three. In fact, there was so much finality to it. Um, AJ hit him with the with the whatever it was, something, and then he forearm, picked him the with flying the, forearm, with the yes. phenomenal forearm, and then he picked his ass up, and then he put him under his legs for the South Flash position, and he looked at the crowd, and he was like, basically, he was, he, he was telling them it's over, and it was completely one, two, three, final. So, um, yeah, man, I enjoyed it. Really good match. Great use of Shane. If Shane and, and Shane and Owens is really going to happen next, I am super excited for that because unlike a lot of the IWC, I love Shane. Shane always delivers. So I'm sure that would be a really awesome match. I think, I think, uh, I think Shane's match with AJ kind of helped me turn around on Shane. Like I'm not like chomping at the bit to see a Shane McMahon match, you know. But at the same time, like if I see one on a bill, uh, on a poster, I'm not gonna be like, ugh, you know. So it's a start. That's, that's fair. That's a start. Yeah, uh, I will say this: that is probably the best special referee performance we have seen, probably since Triple H at SummerSlam 2013. Agreed. Because I will say this, and um, I mean they were different stories. So like, the Shane Shane is a ref called for those bumps to happen called for the ref to be visible but the daniel bryan and john cena one triple h was a special ref but it didn't fucking feel like it it felt like he was just another ref it, it may as well have been up until the pedigree after the match it may as well have been mike Kyoto in there because that's what it felt like but that was four years ago and uh, I think we've said our pieces about the U.S. title match. And uh, now it's 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 time for the best match of the night. Match, that match four years ago was for the WWE Championship, and the next match we're going to cover is also for the WWE Championship when the modern day Maharaja <laughs> yeah. defended the WWE Championship against the artist. Known as, I almost said formerly because the whole Prince thing, the artist known as Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm not going to get into a tizzy about this. Um, I didn't, I, I only seen the match once. Um, wasn't a big fan. Finish kind of took me out of it quite a bit because it was messed up. But hey, you know what, guys? I'm not going to harp on it because. Everything I could say about it, I've heard. Uh, I think the experiments ran its course, course, but whatever. Uh, I want to hear what you guys have to say, so enlighten me. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let. I know Rance will have a lot to say about this as well, um, so I'm gonna jump in because I'll give Caleb probably more shit about Gender Mahal than anybody else, including yes. you, Rance. Yeah. Yes. Um, so let me just jump in. Um, as a matter of fact, we talked about this before we actually debuted. We did a, a tester on this stuff. And I said to him, I even admitted, the experiment seems to have maybe run its course. However, 
it hasn't run its course to the fact where Shinsuke Nakamura should be your WWE champion. And I will stand Absolutely, by that. Absolutely, I agree, yeah. I, I will stand by that right now because I don't think that Shinsuke is the guy to drop the title or to take the title from gender. I just don't think it. A lot I think of that it's got to be an American. Well, right, and I agree, and I, and I will say this. I've said this before. I think a Shinsuke Nakamura WWE title win needs to be a closing match. And we kind of knew that this was not going to be the match that closed the night, right? We knew it was going to be the Fatal 4-Way. Brock is the guy. He's the draw. And even if it isn't closing, it needs to be like a co-main event of a WrestleMania. Because oh one, one, he, he got a dance I don't minutes. think, one, I don't think Nakamura, he's only been on the roster for a short time. I don't, I'm not a big fan of pushing guys to the championship that quickly. See Finn Balor. Finn Balor, okay? yes. So, and you know, there's merit to do it, but I don't believe in it that much. Okay. That's just a personal thing. And two, Nakamura, and me and Rance have had this conversation, Nakamura hasn't exactly been the most impressive guy in ring since he came to the main roster. Absolutely. He's had one match where you're just like, yeah, that was the match that got him this chance Carl, Jinder Mahal. Carl, yes, I want to say I know you're rolling, um, and this is maybe a little bit of bias, so take it with a grain of salt. I don't think I think the best match Shinsuke Nakamura has had so far was his debut against Sami Zayn in April 2016. No, no, we're talking about so, the main roster. You know that that's what right. uh, no, no, continue no. what you were saying, sir. You're, you're, you're right, Caleb. You're right. No, no, you're absolutely right. I'm talking about main roster, like Yeah, Nakamura. I understand. I understand. So since he's been on the main roster, it's been kind of ho hum. Except his entrance, once again, entrance doesn't make the guy right. And so we're in the ring here. And, you know, Jinder Mahal, no Jinder Mahal. You know, we know our, we know how Jinder is in the ring, right? He's nothing special. But some guys he's wrestled in the ring are special. Dolph Ziggler is a great wrestler, and his matches were kind of whatever, you know? So Shinsuke, he is ready in terms of who he is and where he's at with the crowd. But is he ready to carry that WWE title for a long time? I don't think so. And the, the, the smart move at this point is to keep that title on the guy that has it. And here's the thing. A lot of people hate it. They're done with the Jinder Mahal title run, and I get it. That's fine. I still like him. Whatever. However, we need the guy to take the – the guy that takes the title from him has to be somebody that we really are ready and believe in. And I'm telling you, right now, that guy, he's already on the SmackDown roster, but he already holds a championship. Yes, it's got to be AJ. He's the guy like that's just how I feel about it. The match itself was ho-hum, whatever. We know it wasn't good or great, whatever. You know, the problem with the gender matches is the formula. It feels like an NXT, right? We know what's going to happen. You know, the Singh brothers are going to interfere. It's the same match. I I want to say this like, yes, we know there's a formula, but this like. When your finishes are almost exactly the same every month, that's when shit gets tired. Okay, but let me it ask gets you this. Ti- it gets so tired. You- well, hold on. Just before you jump in real quick, Rance, because I know what you're probably going to say. It gets tired, but as Rance has said before, this is the gimmick. Gender is is he? Gender is portrayed as one of the worst wrestlers on the roster. The only way he wins is with help. The only way, and he knows it. 
He cannot win without help. The end. He is a, he's what I would call like a faux champion. Okay. He doesn't deserve the title in kayfabe. He should no, be nowhere near it. He continues to get help to get to it's shortcuts. That's all it is. That's all he is. He is a, a guy who takes the easy way out and wins the title. It's really no different than a guy like The Miz. He takes a shortcut wanna, every match. Yeah. I want to say, I like, from what you're saying, I would like to see this, like, do this type of thing where, like, this guy shouldn't be champion, but do it with a face where like maybe like the heels got the clear advantage on him or whatever. And for some sure. reason, they some reason they decide, oh, I'm going to pull this turnbuckle down. And then like three minutes later, they run into the turnbuckle. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and they lose the match. And you just okay. run that for a couple months, yeah. but whatever. That's so yeah. well, that's, that's kind of Santino's whole US ring. Yeah, I'm ready for I'm ready for Rance to pull the guns out. And yeah. drop this knowledge on Caleb here, so we uh, all know. Because me and Rance agree uh, on this kind of stuff. So absolutely, uh, Rance. Um, Go ahead, with, with gender matches, it's almost to the point where the in-ring shit don't count anymore. It's all about the all about the presentation um, with everything. Um, so yeah, I can understand fans being upset, especially you, Caleb, with uh, the, every major gender match ending the same way. But here's my question to you. Do you do you hate him more because of it? And the answer almost definitely is yes. And that means that the point is made, and they're doing what they're supposed to do. Everything Rance, about yes, sir. I want to say, as I said before, in June, I saw a gender Mahal match. My response was not boo, boo. I didn't do that for 13 minutes. I literally sat in my chair. No, you didn't. But so you I'm, hate not, this guy. I'm not. I'm not. Right. I am not your. I am not the um, comparison you want to you want to base no, your point that's bullshit. You're the exact comparison because you hate the guy so much you won't even type his name on Twitter so he gets mentions. So don't 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 come at me with that. You just didn't make noise. That's how much you hate this guy. You hate this guy so much that we we argue about him almost every day in some way. You hate this guy so much that you bring him up all the time. Just to bring him up because you can't stand him. Just because you're not making noise doesn't mean you still don't you still don't dislike the guy. You just don't choose. You you have convinced yourself that he's not worth. Which in 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 to your credit is probably the way you should go about it if you really dislike somebody. But uh, but you you know you you try to convince yourself that what you're doing is helping get him depushed. Oh well, I'm not gonna type his name. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the I to a one to a one yes. and the E to a three. Yes. Well, you know what? Yes. You're still talking about yeah. him, and what he's doing is still affecting you, and you still dislike the things that he's doing. So you're still playing into the to the story. Carl said it perfectly. Everybody, including gender, knows he's the worst guy. I'm not gonna say he's the worst guy on the roster. But he's one of the worst in-ring talents on the roster. It's the whole package. That's why he walks... That's the beauty of he walks around like he's, you know, God's gift to India. But we know what's really happening. I mean, watch SmackDown when when Daniel Bryan said the Singh brothers had to wrestle Shinsuke together. They were terrified because they know Shinsuke's (laughs) better. But the story... Is that gender keeps sneaking by, sneaking by, sneaking by, and eventually he's gonna run to somebody he can't sneak by. I don't think Shinsuke, Shinsuke is the guy right now because I'm honest with you, I love Shinsuke. 
I'm bored with him right now. I'm bored with him. And you know what? WWE deserves some blame for that, but so does Shinsuke. Because I explained this in one of our other podcasts we did, one of our testers. Shinsuke doesn't look very motivated at all. Yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura has Randy Orton syndrome, that's for sure. So Yeah, it's like he's he's getting the big he's like waiting for the big match, you know? Yes. So yeah. what would you reward that guy? And 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 you're gonna hate me saying this, Caleb, but I understand Shinsuke is a legend in Japan. He's been wrestling for however many years. But you're new to the company. You can't come into the company with that kind of mindset. Randy's been there for fifteen years. So while it's not right for him to have it either, I can accept a guy who's been here this long and fought these wars with me to be in this mindset every now and then than a guy to just walk in my company and feel entitled. <laughs> I'm only going to perform this way and give my all when it's a big match. Man, you can go, you can go fuck yourself. No, I, I, I understand. I, I don't really like... I can't accept the, oh, I'm just going to phone this one in mindset really from anyone because yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, I respect, at the, end of the, day, I I respect mean, you're, the performers. You're... Here's the but thing, I, like you said, you're a performer, right? And, yeah. and people are paying money at the gate to come see you, and you don't, you can't give them a shitty show just because you're not happy with whatever the case may be, right? So I'm completely, we are for once, guys, on the SMC podcast, episode number one, we are in 100% agreement that you cannot phone this shit in. And, and I want to add something to that real quick. To me, I can't speak for anybody else. To me, Shinsuke is becoming more nothing more than a glorified entrance, kind of like how you guys look at Finn. But here's the right. difference between Shinsuke and Finn. Shinsuke does the same entrance every time. Finn's demon is something special that you wait for. He brings out in special moments, right? Shinsuke got the same entrance every night. If that's the best part, if that's the best part of his act right now, what's the point? So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. The only thing I would say is, you know, I, I got to watch 100 shitty Finn Balor entrances before I get to see the Demon King once. At least I get to see Shinsuke's awesome entrance every week. Yeah, but yeah, not, you get to not, see it once a week. So but it's not awesome if you see it every week. It still is. No, it's not. I'm bored of it. I'm I'm not over the entrance yet. I'm over, you know, the, the laziness or the complacency in the ring. For sure, I'm not over the entrance yet. I still well, like I'm the over entrance. the entrance. What's that? I'm over the entrance. Like it was, it, I mean, it, yeah, that's, uh, I, yeah. Get, I can understand it. Yeah, I can understand it. Um, but yeah, Shinsuke got it. He 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 really has to figure out. You know, man, is this really what I want to do? Because I know he I know he likes the company. I know he enjoys the business, but everything's not just handed to you, man. You know, if if nothing else. Jinder Mahal is proof that anything could happen in the company at any time. Absolutely. And here's the thing about Jinder, okay? And we've said this before, and, and Caleb will even admit to this, right? Jinder is taking the opportunity that he's given and has tried to make the best of it. He has Regardless hit of as hard as he could, anybody yes. anybody thinks about him, he takes it seriously, right? Like, he, you can tell that he really cares about the opportunity that he's been given, and that matters, you know, you know, just caring about what you've been given, even if you are not the best at what you do, you know, you be, caring goes a long way. So, yeah, that's something to think about, you know, that's something. To think yeah, about. absolutely. Um, 
So I think we've spent enough time on Jinder Mahal. Uh, we can go another 30 minutes on Jinder if you want. Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's finish up SummerSlam. Hey, match of the night, in my humble opinion. The fatal four-way for the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar defended his championship against Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and the monster among men, Braun Strowman. What a match this was, guys. I loved it from (coughs) bell to bell. Hell, I loved it from entrance to Brock leaving ringside with the title. I loved the whole presentation of this. Um, Everyone was over as was to be expected. And Braun Strowman looked like a million bucks, even though he didn't win the title. Um, yeah. We know uh, where they're going at this. And I hope this ends soon with Braun Strowman as champion. I don't see it happening, but I, I hope that's what happens, but enough about the future. Let's talk. Let's continue talking about this. It, I, if it, like I said, I loved up, it. If it was up to y'all, Braun wouldn't even be on in the company anymore. Well, uh, first off, you are basing a reaction of mine from 2015. Yep. From two years ago, pal. I sure am. Guess what? Opinions change. Okay, that's what happens. But you got to give okay. people a chance. He's, this is a perfect. This is a perfect excuse. Perfect excuse to say give somebody a chance. Braun has gotten a chance, and he's the best hey, hey. character on the roster. Rance? Yes, Braun Strowman has knocked things out of the park since the Sami Zayn feud. <laughs> okay. So I'm just I'm, I'm being real. I'm being no, real. When he was when he was beating up the jobbers, he was killing it. But go ahead. I'm, he he uh, got James uh, Ellsworth. He got James Ellsworth a job by a by job. beating him up. Go uh, ahead, Carl. Rance, go ahead, Carl. I, I want you to I want you to actually take this one, and I'm going to jump in because I've got some things on this one. So go ahead. Opinions first. Um, best match of the night by far. Uh, Braun is an amazing human being. The the things that he the things that he does. And more importantly, the way everybody allows him to make him a star. Roman has allowed himself, and I know it's the company and all that. I'm not, I'm not stupid to think that. But Roman has done everything in his power to let Braun become a star. Brock has never let anybody dominate him the way he's let him dominate him. And and you know, like it just goes to show how much people love that dude. But he is killing it. He's amazing right now. Brock was amazing. Brock has in these two in these two matches, Brock has sold more in the in the Joe match and in this Fatal Four Way match than I think he sold the entire time since he came back to the company. In two matches. Yes. Yes. Um, um Rance, before you finish up, I do want to say this. Braun Strowman is our generation's Bam Bam Bigelow. And that's that's praise coming from me because I've always liked Bam Bam Bigelow. I even prefer Bam Bam Bigelow to Vader. So just throwing that out there. Well, I, w- I was going to eh, Bam Bam Vader, one of the two. But anyway, uh, fact of the matter is uh, there's nobody like him. And when you when you when you are in this kind of business and there's nobody like you, you got that's, you got money for the rest of your career. Yes, there's you no, have equity. Yeah. yeah, there's nobody like Braun right now. In ring, right. out the ring, character wise, nobody. Um, but Joe killed it. Joe was kind of the secretly the glue that held the match together. Roman always kills it. I mean Roman always gives quality. The best part 
about the match is at the point that nobody's talking about. Roman lost again. Yeah, yeah. Roman continues to keep losing. Clean, mind you. Clean. But he continues to keep losing in big moments and then continues to act like nothing's ever happening. Something, <laughs> no, you keep, you come back the next night like, no, oh, yeah, well, the, you know, I'm a big problem, dog. Yeah, he would have a lot more, I feel like he would maybe have a lot more sympathy on him if he acted like these losses actually affected him. He's not but, supposed you know, to have sympathy. He's not playing a face right now. Well, he's, maybe, not playing yeah. a full blown, he's not playing a full-blown heel either, because if he was, it would be acknowledged by commentary. It wouldn't okay. be like on Sunday when he comes out, Booker T says, this man is hated. And then Corey Graves is like, no, he's not hated. He's just controversial. He wouldn't be corrected like that if he was a full-blown heel. Here's the deal, guys. Before, Because I want to jump in on this match, and I'm just going to jump in on this little argument you're having right here. There is a thing in wrestling. It's called a tweener act, okay? No, it's not called. Where, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Right? And listen, and here's the thing. My favorite wrestler of all time was a tweener act, guys. That's what he was. He was cool. He was cool. But he was kind of a dick, you know? Like, that's just what he was. His name is Scott Hall, if this is your first time listening, okay? The, the greatest wrestler what, of all the, the The most popular wrestler of all time was a tweener. Stone Cold <laughs> was a thing. tweener. That's what Roman reminds me of, okay? And before, I don't even want to go any further with that because good Lord knows we could do a whole podcast on Roman Reigns. Right? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But please don't tell me Roman Reigns is a heel if he's not a heel. I can I accept was... that Roman Reigns is a... Okay, okay. I can accept that Roman Reigns is a tweener. I have no right. problem all accepting I said was, that. All I said was he's out of face. That's all right. I said. Yeah, okay. I agree. I wouldn't say he was a heel. I wouldn't say he was a face. I think Tweener is where he's at. But forget all that for a second. Let's just talk about Braun Strowman. You guys yes. were talking about how if you have that one thing that is unlike anyone else, right, that you have money for the rest of your career. You know who Braun Strowman is to me when I watch him? He's not as big. He's not as powerful. But you know who, what, who he is to me? He's Andre the Giant. He is the Andre the Giant wow, no, of, of, and what I mean by that no. is no one is like him. I'm not saying he's going to be in the Princess Bride, all right? No. What I'm saying is he is he's unlike anyone else. There is nobody like Braun. And here's the deal. You made a good point that people continue to sell for Braun. You know why people continue to sell for Braun? Because I truly believe that Braun is the future of the WWE. I don't think I it's agree. Roman Reigns anymore. Okay. It's I, it's I think Roman is, okay. I think Roman is in that conversation, but I think the WWE has, un, has realized that this is the guy, right. That could be our money train for the future. I think it's Braun and he hasn't won the title yet, but he came across as the star at SummerSlam and Brock knows it. Because Brock is in there selling for him. Roman knows it because Roman's been selling for his ass. And guess what? Even Samoa Joe, to some extent, who you said was the glue that held the match together, and that's true, he's kind of, who was, but it was also kind of the afterthought of the match, you know, because he didn't get pinned, yeah. he didn't go out on the stretcher, and he didn't destroy everybody like Braun did. So 
there's credence to the fact that Braun is, he's the guy, you know, Roman can continue to go out there and be like, I'm not, you know, I'm not a good guy. I'm not the bad guy. I'm the guy, but Braun is the guy as far as I'm concerned. And I don't even think he's going to win the title next month. I don't, but I do think that they are building everything to some degree, not everything, but that main event scene around Braun, this match was exactly what the doctor ordered for SummerSlam. We've been, you know, there's been a lot of good matches. There's been some mediocre stuff. This was the train wreck, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Like, in a good way. The train wreck we wanted to see. It was nothing but destruction from the word go. I loved it. My eyes, and the thing is, I, I put my tinfoil hat on because, you know, earlier in the night, uh, Seth and Dean came out in their red and black, and then Roman comes out in red and black, and I'm like, oh, shit. Here we go. Shield reunion. No more Shield 0.67. This is, you know, it's coming. And I was like, and it gave you an extra reason. And I think it was intentional, by the way. It gave you an extra reason to get hype for what was going to happen. And so the whole match, my eyes are like wide open. Like, all right, winner Seth and winner Dean coming down to drop that double power bomb and hand that title to Roman Reigns. Right. That's what I kept thinking. And it never happened. And that's cool. The match was awesome, guys. Match of the night, by far, I mean, maybe the Usos and New Day might have a tiny argument, but with the implications of the Universal title, it's hard to, you know, really take away from that. So, match of the night, everybody came out looking really good, I thought. Um, you know, Braun Strowman, to me, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time, and it's not going to be too long before he is coronated as the guy in that company. Just my opinion. Yes, and guys, listening public, thank you. That was SummerSlam, but we are not done. We've got a little bit more for you. We're going to go over some of the best of what happened on Raw this week. Also, before we get to Raw, shout out the Drifter, uh, low-key, one of the biggest stars of the week. I loved what you did, but hey, that's neither here nor there. Okay, so Raw starts off, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, you know, bog standard Paul Heyman promo, and then all of a sudden, Braun Strowman comes out, and I believe Brock Lesnar had a little bit of a look of fear in his eyes, to an extent. When he came out, Brock Brock said, off the mic, oh, fuck. Oh, he did? Yeah. Sweet. (laughs) Sweet. And then it's just, Strowman... it's just unfortunate that they didn't let him say it on mic. <laughs> like when he told Roman he didn't deserve shit, you know, a couple yeah. weeks ago. So. Yeah. No, you can't you can't say swear words on, on here unless you're a 15 year old black boy. But that's whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry to divert from there. Anyway, Braun Strowman comes out here and pardon my language. I know I've been cursing quite a bit tonight, but whatever. I'm going to do a little bit more. Braun Strowman made Brock Lesnar his bitch. That is what happened here. And we later got confirmation that Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar is confirmed for No Mercy in late September. And I am excited. Uh, so I'm kind of excited that we're doing... Um... Brock and Braun and No Mercy. 
but I'm kind of bummed too because I wanted the uh, first. You know, France, real quick, I do want to say I'm bummed too because they seemingly are yet to return the No Mercy 2007 theme song, and I fucking love that theme song. Oh my god, you had to put yourself <laughs> on. Sorry, just had to put that out there. I love it. Um, <clears throat> no, I I wanted, you know. I'm not I'm not one of those guys that every big match has to be a WrestleMania, but sometimes there are matches that just feel like WrestleMania, right? And Braun and Brock just feels like a WrestleMania match. Um, so I, you know I'm kind of bummed that we're getting early, but those two together, man, amazing. I I I couldn't imagine a more interesting matchup, but I, I can't wait for it. Carly, Carl, Pete? yeah. Yeah, um, so I'm I'm pretty excited for it. I'm not. I mean, you know, guys, I was all in on the uh, Roman wins the title, Shield gets back together. But hey, man, it's coming. We know it's happening. Okay, a little bit of foreshadowing just didn't happen that night. Um, and as I said before, with SummerSlam, it feels like the WWE understands that Braun is like the guy right now. You know. But with that being said, I, I like I said when we were uh, you know reviewing SummerSlam, I don't think Braun's going to win the title. Um, but God, I think it's going to be just an epic, epic match. And you know, Brock, he just seems rejuvenated, right? And like the other thing about it is, with all the news coming down with John Bones Jones, he like, got nowhere else Brock, to go. Yeah, Brock is stuck between a rock and a hard place, and so. This is the perfect opportunity for from now until the time his contract runs out to work with these guys and continue to make them look like a million bucks. Because Brock, no matter what you want to say about him, he is a salesman and he is a great performer. Okay, I wish I got to see him more because of how good he is in those things. But when he's there, he is the man. Okay, there are two major draws in the WWE. One of them is Brock Lesnar. The other is John Cena. And Brock does everything right, in my opinion. So I'm really excited for Braun and Brock at No Mercy. Uh, I'll be having my eyes on the television, no matter what. So let's just see what happens. You know, maybe they'll throw us throw us another curve. Maybe maybe Braun walks out the champ. Who knows? I just don't. I don't see it happening. But you never know. Yes, quite the rise for Braun Strowman. He debuted as a rosebud. Uh, uh, he, he used to be he used to be a spark. oh my god hey, um, let's actually we're not talking about fast, many segments yeah. on this show but we are also we talked about the first segment we're also going to talk about the second because Enzo had a match and Big Cass beat up Enzo but then Big Cass took a tumble and I knew on impact on first view this looked bad yeah I didn't know this was like Big Cass is probably going to miss six to nine months of action now. And that's yeah. this actually could be a blessing in disguise for Cass in that, in my opinion, he was kind of floundering. Uh, this will give him a chance to get rejuvenated when he comes back. And yeah, uh, get better. Colin Cassidy, Bill Morrissey. I'm still in Rance's gimmick. I'm using shoot names now. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> So, yeah, let's uh, – wow. Uh, let's get your guys' thoughts on that. Well, I, I just want to say, you know, um, 
first of all, of course, we hate when anybody gets injured, obviously, uh, regardless of where we feel. But I think it, it, it brings up a, good, a point here that a lot of people get upset that WWE doesn't build or create new stars to kind of take over, like, when are we going to get the next Stone Cold? When are we going to get the next Hogan? When are we going to get the next Daniel Bryan? All three of those guys here's are at Dr. Andrews, Dr. Andrews' office right now but, in surgery. But here's the thing. Like, these guys right now, WWE tries to build stars. A lot of them get hurt, you know? I mean, Finn Balor, he got shot to the top, hurt, right? Big Cass, hurt. I mean, this shit happens. Seth Rollins, hurt. You know, they get in the swing of things, they get hurt. Um, and that, that happens. It's freak accidents. You know, you can't predict these things. Um, so it sucks. You know, big cast. He was getting some real heel heat. And I don't know if it was disdain or if it was actual heat. I don't know. But I feel bad for him, you know, because I think and I hope that when he comes back, it rejuvenates him a little bit because he feels a little generic. And they didn't feel like they actually had a true direction because it was beat up Enzo every week. Um, but now with the separation finally there with Enzo, you know, moving on, hopefully when he comes back and get well soon, you know, he'll be ready to go. And cause I like Cass, you know, I, I do. I think he's got the talent and I think he's, you know, he's a big guy. So hopefully it'll work out for him. Rest in peace uh, to big Cass's knee. Uh, he'll be back. You could tell when it was real, the way he was cussing as serious as he was. Uh, but he'll be back. He'll be fine. Move on. Oh, wow. Okay. That was very short. But hey, we got one more thing to talk about from Raw. Roman, pardon me, Kurt Angle <laughs> announced that there was a big surprise superstar coming to Raw that we all knew was going to happen. And John Cena came out and he said, he is here to face one man. He wants to fight one man. That one man preemptively comes out. It's Roman Reigns. Yeah. Roman Reigns says you Roman said the big dog. Wolf Wolf says that you talk real tough over Twitter. And uh, let's see you talk now. And John Cena responds. I ain't here to talk. And they're getting ready to, to go at it. They're going to have a little scuffle. And then, all of a sudden, The Miz comes out, and by God, almost a year to the day that The Miz rejuvenated his career, he does it again. Great promo, and he tears in to everybody, and I loved it. If you've ever heard the Nas diss song, Ether, this was like the wrestling version of Ether. Well, yes. Yeah. Let me, let me let me drop a hashtag real quick. If you're listening to the SMC podcast, I have actually hashtag this shit before. No Michael Cole. Well, I don't give a fuck. Hashtag Miz for Universal Champion. This guy, the Miz is the best, guys. Like, fuck the wrestling just for a second. Yes. Okay. Miz. I'm, I'm, okay. Miz is the best. It. Miz is the best. He's simply better than all the rest. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Remember when I told you guys earlier that I said Miz is the MVP, the most valuable player of Monday Night Raw? This is why, okay? Because he builds everyone up. It does not matter who he interacts with. He builds them up. 
if he needs Jason Jordan's lame, boring ass to come out there and beat him up a little bit, it's going to work. Miz makes it work. And to see him come out against the two, like John Cena, obviously, he's the GOAT of the company at this point in time. Yes. And Roman Reigns, who's the guy they're, you know, other than, in my opinion, Braun Strowman, is another guy they're building this company around. To see him come out and just lay waste to these guys just goes to show how good he really is. And if you don't have an appreciation for this guy, considering where he came from, okay, remember where he came from and where he started to where he is right now, you are crazy. This guy is the best, and I can do nothing power praise on him. I am a Miz Mark. Miz and Neville, those two guys right now, are like the hierarchy for me in wrestling. You you knew it was serious when he came out, and the first thing he said was, so this is what a sold-out Barclays looks like. I wouldn't know. You <laughs> knew she was real. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Nah, no, oh, man. Go ahead, but let's let, But let's not, let's not, before we move on, let's not forget to throw in the fact that Samoa Joe also made his presence known. Yes, and he did. Samoa Joe, who always, who, I mean, Samo, Joe and Roman are going to have this blood feud over who's the best Samoan probably for the next 10 years. But what's interesting to me was when Joe went to go talk to Cena, he threw the mic down and punched him in the face. And yes. we all know <laughs> Joe and Cena's background where they grew up, they came up together in the wrestling. They were both were trained by the same guy with the same company. Cena used to eat at, at Joe's house every night with his family. And then Cena becomes the face of wrestling, basically. And Joe has to toil in Jeff Jarrett land for... I'm oh, wow. So, Got to get that shot in there. Well, you know, he earned it. But I just think that... I think that's going to be an interesting dichotomy of where that goes. Because I don't think Cena and Roman are going to feud just right yet, just as of right now, like starting now. Sure. I think it's going to be Cena and Joe first before he moves on to Roman. Yes, well, here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. And Caleb, if you have something to say, go ahead after this real quick. That's the beauty of things like this. You know, Cena and, and Joe have that background. Right. And the guys that have that background, they're close. You know, they have the best kind of chemistry. Absolutely. You know, it, it, it's, 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 you know, I don't know how many of you guys have seen you guys both, I believe, have seen Glow on Netflix. We've talked about this before. Yeah. The, the real life beef or the real life issues make for the best stories because they have the chemistry and this is going to, if this is the route they go, this is going to be awesome guys, because these guys care about each other in real life. You know, let's not get it twisted. They give a shit about each other. And that's the kind of stuff that makes great feuds, you know, because they're They're going to make it work because they want, because they give a shit about each other. They're going to care about the product and the quality in the ring. Yes. I will say that, um, I want to add to that when friends fight and edge has brought this up on his pod before and Christian has as well. And various other wrestlers have, when you're in there with a friend, you can throw potatoes around. You can, you know, maybe lay in shots a little bit stiffer than you normally would because you and your friend know you don't mean anything by it. And I think generally, like you had said, that makes for the best stories. So, yeah, I am very excited to see – fuck, No Mercy in general is going to be loaded if we get the suspected card. Uh, if we get, you know, Braun and Brock is confirmed. Uh, Roman and Miz is suspected. Cena and Joe is suspected. If we get those three matches, I don't really care what else is on the card. And, I am invested. 
and shield point zero six seven slash the bar uh the rematch there, be there rematch yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and hopefully the people in la will not be as idiotic as the cucks in brooklyn and throw well, a beach ball around hey here's the problem with that though the the the, the uh fans in la live close to the beach so yeah could oh, okay uh, that's fair yep yep so uh i think it's time we move on because that was raw that's well that's yeah. What we're going to talk about on Raw, because we spent like a combined two and a half hours on the big shows this weekend. Um, let's talk about SmackDown. Let's start off with we had a couple of debut. We had a debut and a return. Bobby Roode, the previously mentioned the Bobby glorious Roode, in and out of the ring. Bobby Roode <laughs> made his debut. Against Aiden English, and he is a face now. And I feel like, and I so listened to other podcasts random. this so week, and people random. feel people feel like the uh, face run above your root is short term. And I, I tend to agree. I think that's the case here. I don't see that being a long term thing, especially because that the gimmick and the entrance, that whole thing just screams heel. But but you heard, but have you heard the rumor about what Vince said about him? Have you heard that yet? No, what's the rumor? So the rumor, the rumor apparently is that when Vince called up Bobby Roode, um, the reason he made him a face was because he knew the theme song was so over that they were going to treat him like a face anyway. So he went on and made him a face and said that if and when he turns heel, he might need to change his theme music because the music is so over. Oh, God, that would get so much heat. <laughs> so, so what you're heat. saying is, is Vince gets it. Yeah. Um, here's, the, here's the thing. Um, of course, Rude has to eventually become a heel, right? Because he does he's his best so work as a heel. Average and just kind of decent in the ring you that he kind of has. Motherfucker. To be. Yes, fair. <laughs> yeah. Me- the mediocre workers are not meant to be baby faces. <laughs> I had to throw my shot. Unless at, you're Hulk Hogan. Right, right, right. So, yeah, anyway, uh, what else happened then? Oh, yeah, Kevin Owens. Oh, the return. Sheldon Benjamin's back. Oh, yay. Yay. I'm so excited. Can you tell the sarcasm, y'all? He's being sarcastic. <laughs> no, I'm happy well, Sheldon's finally back because Sheldon is one of those guys that should have been a lifer. And, you know, shit happens. He left. He can talk. He doesn't have a real character. But in that ring, that man is one of the best in the in, out there right now. So yep. to see him, Agreed. for them to just basically say, oh, We'll replace one black guy with another black guy, and hopefully nobody notices. Oh, That's hilarious. Dude, I saw this meme of uh, – it compared Chad Gable switching tag partners to Will Smith switching moms, and that just cracked me up. Put it away. No, not act like Aunts, yeah. We're going to act like nobody noticed. Yeah. But, so, but, here, but hold on one more thing. The, this, the best thing is, this is the best thing that could have happened to Chad Gable. Because now, because that, that tattoo ain't going to last long, now Gable going to actually get some TV time. Yes. Yes. There's a, speaking of TV time, we're going to talk about the fact that Kevin Owens and AJ Styles was confirmed for this episode of SmackDown. And Kevin Owens even got a stipulation that he got to pick the ref. And he went to <laughs> the one man he knew he could trust to do this and said, hey, do you want to be the ref and get some TV time? He said this to Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn said, no thanks, I'm good. It's hilarious because he, when he said it to Sami, he was like, he, like it was completely, 
it was completely uh, heartfelt. Well, he, he, he was. He sounded like he no, was no, being no. sincere, and then he and then he comes to was like, well, you know, I know you haven't been since you know you haven't been on the show often. You haven't really you don't have anything to do. So since you don't, yeah. would you like? Wow. He acted. Yeah, I love that. He acted like uh, he was doing he, him a favor. And uh, also, <laughs> I do want to say this. This isn't about Sami Zayn, obviously. He was a small part, but it adds to the character. Like, oh, he passed up a big opportunity because he didn't want to, you know, is, uh, go against his principles. I don't know. being a ref a big opportunity, though? Uh, it was an opportunity to be involved in a main event. And he was, Kevin Owens kind of implied, hey, help me win this title. And he said, no. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, guys. The WWE knows that a lot of people want Sami Zayn. And so when Kevin Owens jumps in and says, hey, you ain't got shit to do. It's a complete callback to us who are like, why doesn't Sami Zayn have anything to do? Oh, uh, you know, you think this might be like a part of his long game of like build up that groundswell or anything? Or is it just kind of a... Well, it, it could be, but I think it definitely goes to show that the WWE, no matter what we say, they hear us. Okay? Yeah. They hear us. Because if they Absolutely. if they didn't, they wouldn't call back to us so much with shit like that. You know what I'm Absolutely saying? Agreed. So even if you are like the guy who's like, oh man, Sami Zayn's never gonna get an opportunity, they hear <laughs> us. You know what I mean? And I'm not that's not a shot at you, Caleb, because there are a lot oh, of people. Oh, it sounded like it pal. Like it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> like that's real though. It really is. Like they yeah. hear us, okay? They do. And and you know, if they didn't, they wouldn't have such a big social media presence and they wouldn't promote dumb shit like the beach ball. You know what I mean? But yeah. They hear us, you know? So I yeah. want, I know guys like you who are a big Sami Zayn fan continue to just, I'm telling you, man, the journey is what it's all about. It is oh, going yeah, to absolutely. happen. Yeah. It is going to, and when it does, you're going to be like, WWE is the greatest company. I love <laughs> you so much. That's yep. what's going to happen. Yep. I'm telling you. <laughs> Until oh, you man. turn on him like you turn on Bobby Roode, mother. Well, I, what do you? I was never like a big Bobby Roode fan, and I don't. Even, I don't even hate the guy now, but damn it, this ain't about Bobby Roode, and it's I'm, not even really about Sami Zayn. This I'm buying both. I'm buying both of y'all. I'm buying both of y'all Bobby Roode t-shirts tonight. Oh God. Oh, I'll wear it. <laughs> I'll wear it. Get that new cartoon shit because I already have his glorious shirt. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Kevin Owens needed a ref. Fashion police offered. He said no. In their rompers, and, no uh, doubt. In their rompers. Yes, in their in their rompums, yeah. And uh, Baron Corbin comes up and says, "I'll be your ref. You give me a title shot." Kevin Owens says, "Sure." And uh, then they have the match, and the matches. You know, it was there, not yeah. their best effort. Um, and uh, there's a smaz when AJ Styles like gets the calf crusher, calf kill. But God damn it. Calf move in on Kevin Calf Owens. Crusher, yes. Yes. And Kevin Owens touches the rope. AJ Styles rolls him out, gets him back in the ring. Baron breaks up the, the hold because of whatever. And then they push each other. Baron does a couple of fast counts. Uh, Shane McMahon comes out, starts arguing with him. Kevin Owens hits a low blow on AJ Styles. Um, He's about to win. Baron's about to count the three when Shane pulls Baron out. I thought Baron was going to hit Shane, which he, you know, whatever. Uh, then he just takes his shirt off. And Lord knows that must have been really uncomfortable for Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
that's neither. I'm not judging either because I'm not a fucking GQ model. But <laughs> but that being said, um, Kevin gets uh, Kevin Owens gets into a tizzy because Shane's the ref again. Uh, he I believe he eats a finisher if I'm not mistaken, and Kevin Owens loses one two three. AJ Styles still your champion. Kevin Owens no longer allowed to compete for the U.S. title as long as AJ Styles is champion. That was SmackDown. I want to get I want to get your guys' thoughts on that real quick. Uh, so we cool with AJ versus Corbin? Uh, no, because Sami Zayn is riding the pine right now, so no. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, Sami needs I'm to stay on his pre shows, and let's let the let's let the adults eat at the adult table. Yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's let the real talent wrestle, pal. <laughs> well, the real talent is wrestling because his name is AJ Styles. But the, oh uh, yeah, it was it was the perfect way to kind of separate AJ and Owens finally. Uh, and you know we'll probably get Owens and Shane. I think that feels like it's going to happen. Uh, Corbin. And Styles, you know, they set it up in a way to where you could have it. And I kind of still, I think this would be the opportunity. Because if you're de-pushing Baron from that world title scene, this is the opportunity to put that U.S. title on Corbin and bring AJ into the fold on the world championship or the WWE championship, whatever. You know what I mean? This seems like the kind of the, 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 the latter, the way to do it. And then eventually, maybe, hell, Sami Zayn finally gets a singles title in WWE. You know, he can, you know, go up against Corbin again or whatever. But I think, like I said before, I, I was thinking AJ's the one to take the title from gender. Hopefully, this is the way to get the belt off of him. You know what I mean? Because AJ, as good as he is, and he can bring prestige to that title, mm-hmm. um, he's a world champion material. You know what yeah, I mean? Agreed. Well, you're, you're right. You're right. But you forget, uh, maybe you did. AJ Styles says he's got that open challenge coming up. So well, with that being too. said, I mean, you like can, you can work that for a while. The challenge using still an is still a minute challenge. away, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a few weeks away. Yeah. So you can work that for a few for a while, you know, and still have yeah. that and showcase some other guys. Yeah. But so... that, that SmackDown, we're about to bring this home. I know we're going to talk about Oscar. Let's talk about Oscar. I okay. Part of me, like we had mentioned, I think this injury is somewhere between work and shoot. I don't think it's nearly as bad as people say. Her being vacated of the title is a blessing in disguise because now she can go up to the main roster, as Regal apparently alludes to in NXT, with her streak intact. And that's awesome, in my opinion. That is awesome. Someone is able to... I mean, she has surpassed everything at this point. As far as streaks in wrestling go, uh, she has... the. Bar, pardon me. She surpassed Goldberg's streak. And that was, right. that, that was the, that, yes. And that was the benchmark. I'm curious to see how long this goes. Honestly, if they wanted, they could get another whole year, year and a half out of this if they wanted. Now, you know, your interest is going to go to a certain point, but you know, that's whatever. But no event. She's yeah. got a job on her first night. <laughs> she's some have said she's going to lose to Dana Brooke in 10 minutes on raw. And that cracks <laughs> It, well, no, the I, shock I'm wouldn't be her losing. The shock would be her and Dana Brooke getting 10 minutes. That'd be the shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's what I think is probably going to happen. Um, okay, so if you watch the pre-show, and I know, I know, Rance, you missed some of this. If you watch the pre-show, they uh, had Sasha Banks on, okay? And while Sasha Banks was on the panel, uh, before, you know, before, 
you know, during whatever though, she was talking, I believe it was, I don't know who was on the panel with her. I think maybe Renee for sure. I think Jerry, and I guess it was Corey, but, um, they, they, they brought up Oscar. Okay. And they brought up her undefeated streak and Sasha being Sasha was basically saying, well, she's only undefeated because I'm not in NXT anymore. Those were her words. Mm-hmm. If you go back and watch it, you'll see the you'll hear those words come out of her mouth. And so if with Asuka relinquishing the women's NXT championship, as we know, due to the injury, and being in negotiations, as it were, with Raw or SmackDown, whatever the fuck that means, um, it's built. She can literally come right in, undefeated, and say, hey. Nobody could fucking beat me in NXT. And here's this WWE women's champion on Raw telling me that I wouldn't be undefeated if she was there. Let's go. Let's find out. The field is the feud is built. Okay? It's there. If you want to use it. And honestly, if if I were if I were them, that's where I would go right off the bat. I'm Whoa. not even kidding. I know it sounds crazy, but this isn't the WWE championship. Or the Universal Championship, you know, we're not going to get as mad if someone like Oscar comes in and takes the title immediately, are we? Yeah, no, I don't think so. No, especially not the way she was built up. Because if Finn had, if Finn had wrestled almost every night and didn't lose for almost three years, y'all wouldn't care as much of him being pushed the way he was either. You know, absolutely. But uh, I would argue that I'd like to see her go on SmackDown because while she has a ready-made, ready-made feud with Sasha Banks. She also has one with Becky Lynch because in the takeover match she put Becky in the disarmor right in front of Becky and if she could talk to, if she could talk English I'm pretty sure she would have said bitch do somebody. <laughs> so <laughs> you know but that's I just, the beauty I feel of like that's, that's that's kind of why I felt like the collarbone injury might have been a bit of a shoot because of the fact when just going through and watching and I don't you know sometimes you got to catch subtle things and maybe I'm reading too much into it. But when you watch, the, like I said, when you watch the pre-show the night after TakeOver, you know, Sasha's yeah. talking that shit. You know what I'm saying? It feels like something that could work. But then again, also thought that Seth, Dean, and Roman all wearing red and black was going to mean the shield was coming out on SummerSlam. So, fuck, I could be wrong. Caleb, one last, any last thoughts? Um, I'm ready for Asuka on the main roster whenever that should be. Now, I know we've been at this for a while. Like, we started this around 8. It's almost midnight. I know we're about to bring this home. And real quick, I do want to say, if you can allow me just two minutes, Rance, so that's all I need. Two full minutes? Is that okay? Uh, Maybe a little bit more, but whatever. Oh, Jesus. Okay. okay. I'm going to take a nap real quick. Wake me up when you're done. All right. So, this week on Impact... GFW needed a new champion. So they had a gauntlet for the gold. And they started off this. This is a 20-man gauntlet, Royal Rumble style. The final two, it comes down to pin or submission. Start off the match with Eddie Edwards and one. Eli Drake. One and two. They make it distance. That is a fact of life. And if you don't believe it, you're a dummy. Yeah. And anyway, okay. They... They bulldog and Shawn Michaels this. They come down to them being the final two as well. And GFW did something that kind of surprises me. They actually put the belt on a guy that 
he's very well liked, although um, the crowd reaction when he won might say otherwise, because it was a, a little bit of apathy. Maybe the crowd was tired or some shit. I don't know. Whatever. Because they were doing his gimmicks throughout the match, too. They were doing the Eli Drake thing as well. And uh, Eli Drake is your new GFW global champion. I am excited. And if you're not, that makes you a dummy. Yeah. So when Eli Drake gets an apathetic reaction from the crowd, you're excited. Yep. But when Jinder Mahal gets an apathetic reaction, which he didn't, but when he did, oh, fuck this guy. Okay, J, well. Number it, one in D, number three, R. Here, here's the reality of the situation. Uh, Eli Drake, unlike Jinder Mahal, has been built to possibly be your champion since last November. Okay, this is not something that happened in the span of six weeks. This happened in eight months, okay? And that was a, like I said, this apathy, that was a fluke because nine times out of ten, the crowd fucking loses it for this guy. But Whether how is that a fluke, though? Oh, I mean, I mean, these guys, like, how is it a fluke? Seriously, like, I just don't understand that. Like, if the crowd is Carl, always Carl, hot for him, Carl, how's it? Carl, if you are driving to work, uh, okay, if you drive to work ten times, nine times you can make it to work safe. The tenth time, you fuck. I don't know. You blow out a tire or some shit. Is that blowout? Is that a is that a common occurrence or is that maybe a fluke? Right, it could be a fluke, but we're not talking about driving my car to work, right? We're talking about a guy who was supposedly over. If he's over now, he is why is he, he is over? Like, uh, where do they film all these shows? Same place they've been doing uh, they, for 15 years. Yeah, they film it at the uh, Impact Zone in Orlando. Oh, so do you think the fans that go are the same guys who go every fucking week? <laughs> so, why, mean, so why is it this week they decided, uh, you know what? Meh. Please. Well, here's the thing. Like I said, okay, th- this would have more credence if they weren't fucking popping for the guy throughout the whole match. If they weren't doing his gimmick. Throughout the whole match, I would, you know, be on board with what you're saying, but that's not what happened. But could it possibly be that they like him, they just don't want him to be champ? Ah. I don't I mean... Because <laughs> <laughs> to your point, they responded to him in every other spot except for when he won. That's, you're not wrong, but at the same time, I don't know. It also doesn't help that Eli Drake's finish doesn't look like a finish, so I don't know. Well, Jenner Mahal so, finish doesn't look like a finish to you. But Jinder Mahal, but you make excuses to hate him. And so, you know what, Carl, Carl every time we type, we need to type Eli Drake's name like five times a day on Twitter <laughs> with the three and a one. Yeah. Yep. The, the, the you guys three don't type Eli Drake. Drake. Three L one Drake. You guys don't type Eli Drake ever. So We're it doesn't start. matter. We're going to start. <laughs> Why would you start if you're just going to, it doesn't make sense. Caleb, Caleb, listen to me right now. The very, the very first tweet that will happen after this podcast is posted to the world <laughs> is going to be 3L1DRAK3, oh, just God. so you know. Okay. <laughs> you guys are out. I just wanted to put over impact. and You guys are out here trying to make me look bad. and I don't appreciate that, man. I'm burying it, pal. 
Yeah, you're burying me, and I don't like it. You know what? You're burying it, and that makes you a dummy. Yeah, and that is not an insult. (laughs) That is just a fact of life. It's been tweeted, sir. Yes, Rance, can we get our our, uh, Twitter handles in before we go? Please do. Uh, You want me to go first? Uh, Yes, I would like to. Everyone who's listening, thank you. If you are still listening, I know we've been at this for a while. We appreciate you listening to this, the debut episode. You guys have no, no idea how fucking excited I was to record this, man. Uh, I don't care that it's taken us nearly four hours to do so. Um, please follow the podcast at the SMC podcast. Believe in the pod as well. Please follow me at RealCalB54. I'll send out some tweets. They might be controversial or you might agree with them. I don't know. Everyone listening, like I said, thank you. And from me, have a good night. Carl, what do you got for us? Yeah, uh, honestly, guys, we have been working so hard to get this off the ground. Um, we've done, we've put in a lot of work. And this is going to be probably the longest episode of all the episodes we've pre-recorded and the stuff we've canned for you guys later down the road. We've been working our ass off for this, and I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if it goes too long, I understand we had a lot to cover uh, and it won't be like this all the time, okay? We're going to usually, you know... Expect expect the big four episodes to be absolutely. long like this. But absolutely. Yeah. You know, but during a regular time period, you know, when SummerSlam or WrestleMania isn't going on, we're going to hit on some things. We're not going to be forever, okay? With that being said, once again, thank you so much to everybody who helped make this happen. Uh, you know, follow us at the SMC Podcast, as Caleb said. It doesn't take much, you know? You just go check us out. Hit that follow button. Make it simple. Uh, we'll tweet about stuff. We're going to throw up some polls and surveys and stuff like that to keep it interactive. Also, also, I would like to say, I can't believe I forgot to get this out there. Please subscribe to the podcast. We are on the One Nation radio feed. Look up whatever podcast app you use, whether it's iTunes or Google Podcast, uh, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, whatever you use. Look up One Nation radio. Our episodes will pop up on there. Absolutely. And, you know, with me, I, you know, guys, my name is Carl. I write on the lordsofpain.net main page. Uh, hopefully, as time goes on, I'll be able to get some some play on the main page of that website as well and get us featured on there. You know, we're going to be trying to do as much as we can to get this out to everybody. Uh, like I said before, you know, this is a big deal for us. We've been working really hard to get it done. Uh, for me personally, you can follow me at K-E-R-V-I-N-S-M-C. Uh, I'm going to be on they're talking shit to Caleb and Rance all the time. So that's what I do. And once again, guys, thanks for everything. Uh, we're so glad we could finally bring this to everybody. Rance, send us home. Uh, just wanted to just want to continue to remind you guys uh, that every podcast will not be this long. We understand. Uh, but still, we appreciate you listening. Uh, you can follow, follow your boy at It's Ray Cash. R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in Dollars. And we want to thank you for listening to the debut issue. We love you guys. Unless you like Natalia, then I tolerate you. Nonetheless, have a great night. Goodbye and good night.